Hey everyone, and welcome back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube show based on a podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. And I'm Michael Morey. And we're back! It's uh, We took two months off there for the holidays and then the hangover after the holidays. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're back and ready to talk about a movie that you all saw, which is obviously a joke because no one saw this movie. <laughs> the Lego Movie 2, the second part, uh, which is pretty good. Go see it. Yeah. Uh, we'll get that out of the way up front, but... Uh, Mike, I, I want to know, in our break, uh, yeah. what what did did you see anything that you liked? Uh, man, not... Uh, I saw Bumblebee. I liked Bumblebee. Bumblebee's good! Yeah. It's real stupid. Yeah. But it's good. Oh, I saw Into the, Into the Spider-Verse. That oh, was yeah. really good. Yes. So, really good. Okay, I saw two things that I liked. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah, uh, I saw Glass, which we did an episode on. It's not a good episode, so I didn't release it. Um, I did it with Kristen, my wife, and uh, she was not the problem with it. I, we just kind of went too granular with it and talked about every single one of M. Night Shyamalan's movies, and we shouldn't have done that. And it was real boring, so I didn't release it. Um, but two of the movies we mentioned are kind of uh, connected to this one, Spider-Verse, <laughs> yep. uh, with a... Uh, script partially by was it Phil Lord who worked on Spider Verse or Chris Miller? I thought it was both of them, wasn't it? Uh, I didn't think so. I thought it was both of them. Okay, Here. maybe well, they both produced it. The screenplay's by Phil Lord though, and okay. stories by him. Okay, so. yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so hot off of that, which is one of the biggest movies of the year, um, into Lego Movie Part Two, uh, which they just wrote. They didn't direct. They directed the first one. Yeah. Um, which is kind of their MO with sequels and, uh, animated movies specifically. Because mm-hmm. they, they wrote and directed Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And then they just wrote Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too. Um, and then they wrote and directed Lego Movie and then just wrote. Did they do that with 21 Jump Street? They directed 21 they, Jump Street. They directed 21, 20, 22 Jump, Jump Street. Street. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these, man, those guys have had an interesting year, interesting couple years. Yeah. Uh, of of roller coasterness, but before we talk about Lord and Miller, I want to talk about the other half of the Lego Movie, which is Legos themselves. I think. <laughs> um, so, Mike, were you a Lego kid? Why or why not? For like a little bit, like when I was like five or six, and then okay. I just kind of played around with like different sets of pirates and stuff. I think and. Beyond that, I think I maybe had like the spaceship rocket guy. So, okay. so I do have some affinity to that Benny character because yeah. I definitely had that guy. Um, but it wasn't like a really big part of my childhood, no. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I. That's weird. I would have figured you for a Lego kid. Right. I, yeah. You would kind of think so, given my background. Yeah. But no. I mean, like, I thought they were cool, but then I kind of grew out of them real quick. Yeah. I'm not anti-Lego, but they never really. Uh, once again, pardon the pun, clicked with me. Like, yeah. I, I had a bunch of Legos. <laughs> yeah, same. But I don't, I think I inherited them from, like, my brother. Um, and, you know, my brother is quite a bit older than I am. So I think that they weren't even really coming out with sets of Legos. Mm. I just had a bunch of miscellaneous Legos in a tub. And I would, like, play with them every once in a while, but I wouldn't yeah. really build anything super creative with them. Like, I was just like, I did a building. Yeah, I didn't I didn't make anything really complicated with it. Yeah, and then I remember I had one set of, like, knockoff Legos that made a race car. 
And mm. like you, but you had to follow the instructions to make the ra- like they were specifically intended to make the race car. You know what I was more into than Legos? Hmm. I liked connects. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I got more into that. Okay, so you were into a certain construction. Toy, yes. Uh, now that I think about it, I played a lot more with those than I did with Legos. Okay. Um, but that, I moved on to action figures pretty quick. Yeah, I was more of an action figure kid. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, never really. I so I actually like I liked puzzles mm-hmm. as far as a construction tour. I liked something that put me almost on rails to make a final product. Got it. Which is kind of how I am as a person. Yeah. Um. So it makes sense. So I think I would like. I think I would like a Lego set like the Millennium Falcon, the crazy right. big one, where it's just like a lot of hours sunk into making. Like I made making. a reproduction of a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly creative, and like you go, here's some clay, make a thing. Yeah. I'm not, that's not how my brain really works. So Which like, is weird because I feel like, like I write things and direct things yeah. and whatever. But, but here's the thing. When, when I just had my action figures, like I made the stories up with the action figures, yes. you know? Yeah. And, and like, I just imagined the environments they were in, in my brain. Yeah. Like I didn't just like make it. Yeah. So that was the difference. Yeah. Same. And I'm not, I don't do a ton of creative writing. Uh, I do like no creative writing, actually. I do a lot of information-based writing, right? Like film criticism, which is opinion pieces and stuff like that. But I also Mm. do news writing, which is very like just the facts. And it's just like, here's, here's the rundown of what it is. Um, so I think that sort of informed me with that. And I would always like, even, even with like my, toys where I would create a story that's still a creative endeavor, but it was always like, I never really made like, I never really made them do anything that they didn't have on them. So like if I had a dinosaur action figure, I wasn't like, it's also now a rocket dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it was just still a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it also contributed to like, you know, I saw Jurassic Park in a theater when I was like five, which yeah. is like too young to see Jurassic Park. And it scared the pants off of, my dad uh-huh. but not me because i was like yeah that's how dinosaurs be doing they just eat people <laughs> i make them eat you know my hook action figures all the time <laughs> um and you know what even as a kid i had a lot of movie based action figures now that i think about it yeah i had a decent amount i had i had hook ones mm-hmm. i had ninja turtles i had a ton of ninja turtles yeah and I had Robin Hood Prince of Thieves action figures. Heck yeah. I have a okay. Morgan Freeman. The Morgan Freeman's Morgan actually Freeman. right yeah, behind I've me. Yeah, I've seen that here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so even then, it was still like based in properties where I could still recreate the story that I had seen at the movies. Yeah, right. Um, I, I didn't like mixing and matching things. Yeah. So like, that's the whole thing about Legos that I don't, I didn't quite probably get either. Like, right. I like keeping everything contained and ordered. Yes. So. Yeah. Which maybe makes me a boring person, but to me it's logical. Yeah. I so, operate very similarly. Yeah. I'm not like a particularly organized person, yeah. but when I do like take on a project like that, like yeah. I get very granular about it. Right. I like the way you said that. Cause mm. that's, that's kind of how I was. Too. And so, uh, bringing that almost into a modern context, were you, are you a Minecraft person? No. I mean, maybe if I'd been really young, I would have been into it more. Right. But I tried like 10 minutes of it and I just bounced off of it really quick. Yeah. I played it for an hour and I was like, um, not for me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't do well with just like go do a thing. 
yeah, I can't play those kind of games really anymore. I need yeah. to have some sort of structure to it or some sort of goal or yeah. story or something. Even if it's super minimal, mm-hmm. um, I just can't. I can't even do like a Bethesda a game. Yeah. Like I can't do a Fallout Same. or a Skyrim. One, I think they're crazy boring. Yeah. Two, I just like, I don't like, I don't like getting dropped in the middle of a situation and being like, now go do a thing. Yeah. Like I said, it's just like, for the okay, sake of it. Yeah. Okay. Go do it. And right. you go, what do I do? And they go it. Yeah. But then again, like I really did like those, um, the roller coaster tycoon type games when oh, okay. I was a kid, mm-hmm. which is basically like just build the theme park. And sometimes they had like conditions on right. it, like do it with X amount of money or in this amount of time or under this right. environment condition conditions. But, um, I never really, I think I would have liked it more when I was a kid. Cause I don't even really like those games anymore. Yeah. I think I like, you know, I like board games a lot, but yeah. that's like a, a, an organized set of rules. Right. There's like a, there's a goal, right? Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a win condition. Yeah. That you're or it's to like meet. get, even if the win condition is get more victory points. Yeah. And there's multiple ways to do that. Yeah. I'm more okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I still have an ultimate goal, which is get victory points. Right. Versus Minecraft, which is just, scavenge stuff to build things yeah it's like go find legos and then use them to build things yeah like to what end why (laughs) it's like because you can yeah and that's not like a compelling reason for me anymore right right um so with that being said uh, we we're both pretty big fans of the lego movie yeah the first one and i you know i really like the second one um but, like, so what is it about that that makes that more appealing to us? Mm-hmm. And because it's not, I mean, at the end of the day, these movies are commercials for Legos. Totally. Right? <laughs> like, like there's, they exist for no other reason mm-hmm. than to sell Legos. Yeah. Um, I have a response to it. I think it's because the first movie especially was a good movie, like, regardless of the Lego connection. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost superfluous, because it's just a good story. Right. Period. So it's actually, the connection to Legos is irrelevant Mm -hmm. to me, anyway. And me liking that movie. And in some ways, maybe it helped, because I expected so little of it. (laughs) That it kind of blew me away. Sure. But, but like, yeah, sometimes reduced expectations lead to something surprising you. But it also is fundamentally sound as a story. And I almost feel like the Lego connection doesn't even come into play, really, in my evaluation of it. No, I mean, it does a little bit in, like, how they interact with the world. Yeah, yeah. But it's not essential to the story right. either, right? Like yeah. It's, even even by having Emmett be a construction worker, like, that's just a job mm-hmm. in life. Right. Even. Yeah, you could have, like, plopped that story into almost any context, and mm. I think it would have worked pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And so... You know, I think there's something to be said about that, which is Lord and Miller made it that way. Like, they understand, they deal very much in things that shouldn't work. Yes. Um, Take any Lord and Miller script and just give the idea of it, and you go, why? (laughs) Yeah. Are you doing that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Even back to, like... Like, Clone High? I don't know how much Clone High you've seen. I haven't seen seen much of it. Okay. Do you know the premise of it? Yeah. It's just like there's clones of famous historical figures, but they're all, like, they all had to grow up. 
together. And, together, and they're in high school. Yeah. And it's like Gandhi and JFK and Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln and uh, I think Joan of Arc. I think so. Is one of them. What a weird premise for a show. Totally. It didn't last very long because why would it have? <laughs> I think it'd do okay now. Yeah, I think it'd probably do better. Um, but that's a really strange premise. And that was kind of like their first thing. And then they went into Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which is, it's a kid's book. Mm-hmm. And it's a kid's book I remember, but there's not a lot of love for it. It's not like a, uh, I don't know, one that I really like growing up was like Corduroy. Uh-huh. Like, which we don't have a movie of. Yeah. I mean, I guess we have Paddington, which is pretty, like that. Yeah, yeah, pretty similar. You know, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is a book I read, but don't remember at all. Yeah. I freaking love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's super funny, mm-hmm. and, like, there's a ton of heart to it, and it's super good. And the second one isn't as good, but there's really good jokes in it. Yep. Like, even, even their lesser movies still have really funny, fun things in them. Yes. Um, at 21 Jump Street, it, like people remember it as the thing that put Johnny Depp on right. the map. Otherwise it has no cultural impact. Yeah, yeah. at all. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it kind of came way after this wave of early 2000s, like we're going to take every 70s show and make it a movie. Yeah. It came really late to the party. And it was like, what the hell are they doing with this? And like Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum were going to be in it. It's like, what? Like, yeah. The not like what an, an odd pairing of people. And then Jonah Hill got fit for it, and everyone was kind of like, why? Yeah, then, what is this? Yeah. And it was really funny. It was really funny. It's really clever and yeah. subversive. Yes. And totally knows what it is. Yeah. And, but it doesn't mock itself in a like. It's in really a negative earnest. way. Yeah. It's earnest too. Like, they do this thing where it's like this jujitsu where, like, you expect this really cynical product and then they make it earnest. Yeah. And, uh, then they did the sequel, which is, I would say, almost better than the first one. I like the first one more still. I but think the jokes in the second one are so good. There's, there's some good jokes. Man, I think Ice Cube in the second one really elevates it for me. He might be funnier in the second one. Yeah. And he's, like, the my favorite part of that movie. Well, and- <laughs> And the second one leans into the idea that, like, the sequels are always worse than the original. Yes. So it, it kind of, like, knowingly does yeah. that jujitsu thing where they, like, yeah. understand the thing, but, like, are earnest about it and, like, do it right still. I, I, I really wish we would have gotten the 23 Jump Street Men in Black crossover because I think they would have done it right. Right. I think that they, like, it's such a dumb idea that I yeah. think they would have done, done it justice. Um. So in the middle of all that... Disney was like, hey, come do that with Star Wars. Uh-huh. And this was this was before, you know, there was a lot of backlash, obviously, following uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, which Disney and Lucasfilm didn't know about or anticipated poorly, you could say. Um, especially because everyone actually really liked, uh, for the most part, Force Awakens. Right. And so they were, you know, they were riding pretty high when they, they brought all this on board. And people... I think responded fairly positively to uh, Rogue One mm-hmm. as well. And they were like, you know, we're doing a young Han Solo movie. And everyone was, was like, like there was like, it was like this weird, like, not quite off board, but not quite on board. Yeah. Like, people were like, I guess it could work, but, but like, I don't know. But nobody's asking for this. Yeah. yeah. And then they kind of, and then they were like, well, Lord and Miller are going to do it. And yeah. for a certain sect of people, myself included, were like, 
oh, I think they could make that. Yeah, work. I was like, all right, I'll give this a chance now. Yeah, yeah. Even when they cast like Alden Ehrenreich, I know there was a there wasn't as much backlash as I kind of anticipated because they were attached to it. Mm. And then like just crazy political things happen behind the scenes. I'm not really sure. No one's really sure what happened. Yeah, they were fired with three weeks left of filming. Uh-huh. On the movie, and they brought in Ron Howard to do massive reshoots, and that was the movie we ultimately got. And, you know, there was a little bit of the backlash from people not liking Last Jedi that led to poor box office. But also the movie was just kind of fine. Like, it, yeah, it's not good, but it's not bad. It's very workmanlike. Yeah. Which is kind of how you would describe most of Ron Howard's yeah. features. And I, it seemed like Ron Howard had a good time making it. True. True. <laughs> um, I think he enjoyed making it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, cool. Like, Ron Howard seems like a super nice guy. I think yeah. everyone handled that situation very classily. Um, I think Ron Howard, you know, very much went out of his way to um, respect Lord and Miller, not mm-hmm. necessarily their vision. I think he did go in and make it his own movie, yes, um, which is fine, uh, totally fine. But I think he he didn't do like he didn't talk bad about Lord and Miller. The studio didn't really say anything about it, and even Lord and Miller were like, you know, we're grateful for what happened. It didn't work out, but you know, we're not we're fine with what happened, whatever. Um, but I really, really think you know, and I don't necessarily want to open up the can of worms of. You know, Lucasfilm not letting creators have control over their thing. Oh, but damn it. I was just about to go in my... Okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, ultimately, they the studio didn't like whatever it was they were doing. I, there were reports of, like, there was... They, they didn't like how much improv was happening on yeah, set. Yeah, that, that's the big thing that I heard. It was that um, the writer of it, Kasdan, did not like mm-hmm. how they were deviating from his script a lot. Were, did they have any say in the writing of the script? Not really. That okay. was like totally his baby. Okay. And then also the other thing that I read was that um, Lord and Miller were taking, were making, uh, were doing a lot of takes of scenes, mm. and they were changing up like the the framing and you know the shot composition, like every take, or mm-hmm. you know, like they, like they didn't come in with a plan of like what they were even doing sometimes, and. That's kind of a nightmare for a CG special effects heavy movie. Yeah. You need to kind of know like, okay, there's only so many takes. List. You need to have a shot list. There's only like so many angles you can do this stuff from because it's going to change the whole green screen of every take and yeah. that sort of thing. So that wasn't good. And then also the other thing that I heard or was reading was that like Alden Ehrenreich, they were kind of directing to act like Ace Ventura. Oh, okay. To, like, to like, be real muggy? Yes. Like, okay. Or, or, or to be, like, really just, like, yeah, over broad, the top huh. and broad and stuff. So those are the kind of the three main things. The takes, mm-hmm. the Alden Ehrenreich didn't like how he was being directed. Because I think the rumor was that he kind of leaked that aspect of it out. Oh. And then um, deviating from the script. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Huh. I hadn't heard that Alden Ehrenreich thing. Yeah. But, so, in the movie... You see these kind of holdovers from the Lord and Miller vision that don't really work because that's not what Ron Howard really does. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's like the joke about how he got his name, which I think the Lord and Miller version was real funny and jokey and works. Uh Like in my brain, the way Lord and Miller wrote that or improv that, I get Right. In the movie, in the Ron Howard one, it's real stupid. <laughs> oh, man, I hate that scene. Um, and, like, even, like, the, the like... And we talked about this on the, the solo episode, like, the feminist robot thing. Yeah. Like, in Ron Howard's version, it doesn't really have an angle. Like, it's not, like... Yeah, it's it, not like, are you making fun of this? Or are you in support of it? Yeah, or, it's just it just kind of is there. Yeah. And I feel like 
they almost I feel like Lord and Miller almost would have hit like a tone of both. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, they are in favor of the things that L337 stands for, but I right. feel like they would have like made a funny version of it. Like yeah. that character works in the Lord and Mil- Miller version I have mm-hmm. in my head. Like that seems like a character that's in line with their sensibilities. Yeah. And so they got fired from that and uh you know, they, they, they went and worked on the Lego Movie 2 script and, and did Into the Spider-Verse. And I almost feel like this sort of one-two punch has, like, I feel like Disney might have some regrets yeah. <laughs> over it. Of just like, oh, these guys know what they're doing. This feels actually. like total vindication for yeah. their approach to filmmaking. Yeah, it really does. And I, 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 I do understand the not wanting to do different setups for a bunch of stuff with a movie that's as effects heavy that I can get behind. Right. I don't necessarily see as a fireable offense, but who knows what else happened? Yeah. Um, but I, I do get that on the studio side of like, Hey guys, like this is a multi-million dollar movie. Not that the other movies they've made haven't, but this is like a triple digit million dollar movie. And like, they hadn't been used to that or, or they're used to working in animation where they can just put the camera wherever they want. Exactly. Yeah. And that, the other thing about it too is, these movies are, I think, vindication of their storytelling sensibilities, mm-hmm. which would not have been on display in Solo because they didn't write that story. Yes. So I think that's also an important aspect yes. to this as well. Because um, I think that the, actually the big flaw of Solo, beyond these sort of directorial issues, I think the script is bad, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Like, I don't think anybody who directed that could have salvaged it. I mean, maybe yeah. Lord and Miller could have a bit, especially if they've been given some leeway to go and improv, yeah. yeah, or improve, <laughs> yeah, yeah, add the e to that. Yeah, um, that's true. Because there's some character stuff in Solo that I kind of like, like all of Chewie's stuff. Mm-hmm. I really like. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I re actually really liked all of Chewie's stuff, even in the final product of it. But I feel like. Under a Lord and Miller script and vision, yeah, everyone gets a cool arc that, like, I really think they could have made Solo work. I think so. If they had been given full control over it, yeah, I agree. I agree. And no, go ahead. And then, like, you know, we did an episode on Spider Verse as well, and that movie's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's in the the story. Like, even it was just Phil Lord who had a story credit on it. And this, like, everything about that, there's really good jokes, there's really good action sequences, the characters are great, the story's decent. Like, the pacing is excellent. Yeah. That movie, like, moves. Yeah. Yeah. It's a breezy, it's like a two-hour movie, and yeah. it does not feel like it at all. Like, no. there's so much purpose and, like, confidence behind that movie. It pulses, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so every frame is just full of life. Yeah. Like, it, man, that movie's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, And then they came out with Lego Movie 2, and no one saw it. Yeah. Like, what happened? I think that this movie came way too late. We're talking about, we're talking five years. And for an audience that maybe was like six or seven when they went and saw the original Lego movie, Mm -hmm. they're like... 11 or 12 now yeah like they're they're getting out of like legos at this point in their lives so you already have like an audience of boys who i think are maybe growing out of this right um i think that they didn't make a sequel earlier than they they should have made one earlier and they should not have had the spinoffs that they did before this right because they this is the fourth movie in the lego franchise so it's lego movie lego batman lego ninjago yeah and now this um 
And it almost, I almost feel like Lego as a brand has suffered in the interim. Like they're, I just feel like they're not marketing as much as they used to. I'm not in it. Like, I don't know where the Lego games are at, but they like, I feel like they slowed production on those way down and those games were crazy popular for a while. Uh, I think there was an oversaturation of all this. Sure. This is what really happened. Because, yeah, you had the games, like, just tackle every franchise yeah. like, on Earth, it felt yeah. like. And they were all kind of the same thing. Yeah. And then, frankly, I think, at least I haven't seen Ninjago or right. Ninjago. Right. Um, but then but Lego Batman was kind of more of the same of this kind of thing. But, right. But, like, not as good. Right. And it kind of just felt like oversaturation of this and the novelty of seeing oh the legos like they're doing kind of crazy things and building with bricks and whatever yeah. and the animation's kind of cute it's kind of run its course like it looks great don't get yeah. me wrong but like, it was kind of mind-blowing seeing the first one how they kind of translated that over. yeah and then this one is harder to be impressed by it yes this movie on almost every level has an uphill climb i was thinking about that really yeah. actively during our screening um, because one of the things in the first movie that really blew my mind watching it, well, besides the animation and like seeing the Lego fire and like, yeah. it just looked so cool. I did. Um, was the twist at the end. Right. Which is so good. It's yeah. such a good twist and mm-hmm. like, it really is out of nowhere, but also in plain sight the whole time. Yeah. It's like perfectly executed, which is that the characters are being played with by characters by human characters in the real world in the real world outside of the animated movie yeah um i remember when that happened it was just like what yeah i can't believe they pulled that not only could i not believe they pulled that off but like i can't believe i didn't see that coming Mm because i should have yeah and it just the movie in that moment recontextualizes itself completely in the best possible way yep um so now (laughs) <laughs> the cat's out of the bag on that. Right. You know right? there's a real world aspect to it. So Lego Batman doesn't address that at all. No. And to my knowledge, Lego Ninjago doesn't either. I there's, I guess so. there's a real cat in there that's supposed to be like a panther. Um, almost like the Team America joke. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, Lego Batman did not address that at all. Like it was just like a straightforward cartoon about a Lego Batman and his cohorts. Yeah. Um, so this one now has to build off of, pun not intended, the last God. one. Um, build off of the last one in the revelation that this is these are real people. You right. know, it's it's a, a family, a family, a real Will Ferrell. You know, who voiced the villain in the first one. Yeah, um, and a brother and sister, and we get introduced to a mother character in this one as well. Um, obviously, which makes sense. And uh, you know, th- they had a really. They had their work cut out for them mm-hmm. from the get-go. Um, and the the last one also ended on kind of a cliffhanger ending where yeah. the little sister's Duplo toys come up. And they're like, you know, they're like kind of baby rudimentary versions of mm. Legos. Uh, which I thought was a great, like, gag good. at yeah. the end. Um, but this movie picks up literally right where that left off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, does it work? Did they Did they climb the hill? Does it... I I think they climbed most of the way. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, I agree. And maybe stopped like on the summit right before the sure. other summit. Yeah, 
<laughs> I don't know how to describe it. No, it's like it it works. The movie yeah. doesn't not work. Um yeah. and it's it's charming and fun and funny and there's good jokes and the mm. characters are good yeah, and the characters are fun. The voice acting's great. Voice acting's great. The music I, is great. The music is that is that, at the summit. The music that, is at the peak. Yeah, that might sure. be the better, the best part of yeah. the movie. Or um, the one that surpassed the original. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think thematically it's really cool. Like a, like a, hey, like don't be a douche to your siblings, you right, know, kind yeah. of thing. It's, it's, it's a, it's a much simpler movie, I say, I think. Yeah. Than the first one. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and it's, it's just a hard thing to go and convert in. You know, you have this twist where there's the real world aspect to it, but you're still kind of confined to the basement of mm-hmm. the dad's Legos. So it's 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 really limiting to kind of cast a wider net yeah. in there. And I think they did what they could yeah. with this. So in this movie, um, it picks up right where the first one left off, which is five years ago. Um, and the Duplos show up because... Will Ferrell, as the dad, is now letting the kids play in the basement with his Legos, um, which was the crux of the last one that, you know, he was too, like, rigid yeah. about it. And, you know, it was almost him learning the lesson of, like, hey, play with your kids yeah. with the toys that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of see where the sister gets permission to also play down there as well. But she's five years younger, I think. Mm-hmm. Or she's younger than the the boy. Um and then we fast forward five years to, I guess now, 2019. Yeah. And we kind of see um, what the world of mm. the Lego city in the basement looks like now. And it's like kind of post-apocalyptic because the little sister wrecks everything and kind of takes stuff for her own. And ultimately, the movie is about siblings learning to get along. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole movie. True. Um, And so within the context of the Lego characters, you have Emmett and Lucy who are like, ultimately kind of trying to settle down but you know their world keeps getting destroyed by (laughs) the little sister character and so they're trying to figure that out and and you know it 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 does it starts off on this kind of mad maxi Mm post-apocalyptic note um and everyone's kind of battle hardened in these five years except for emmett chris pratt's character and uh, the sister takes five of the 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 main characters from the last movie mm-hmm. to her room to play with them, right? And and hang out with Queen, whatever I want to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know the 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 son who's now fourteen in the context of the movie, uh, he he like he has this whole arc with Emmett of them trying to save him, but also turning Emmett into this rugged action hero Mm. kind of like how chris pratt did in real life (laughs) um and ultimately like it's just ultimately them learning how to play with each other yeah and like that that's it like of just like you know even though the kid's a teenager the the boy is a teenager Mm -hmm. he's still got a little sister who looks up to him right and he needs to not just be a role model but interact with her and like you know like Sometimes you just got to play like play nice with people, play nice with people. And also, like, even though you're a teenager, if you have a younger sibling, like they're going to look up to you and you should still interact with them and like play with them on their level because it's going to ultimately mean a lot to them. Also, I do feel like there's a little undercurrent in there just kind of trying to address, man, I hate this phrase. 
toxic masculinity. A little bit. <laughs> I, but, uh, I, but it does it well. And yeah, I think it addresses actually toxic masculinity, I think. Yeah. Because there's, there's, Rex has one line later in the movie. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so, yeah, the boy creates this alternate ego for Emmett. Emmett called Rex, which Rex is like... Rex Danger Vest. Yeah, Rex Danger Vest, who is... It stands for, like, Rad Emmett Extreme or something. <laughs> um, and he's, like, the super action hero version of Emmett from, like, mm-hmm. an alternate timeline where he got lost under the dryer and, yeah. like, that jaded him. Right. And, and so he trains raptors. Yeah, so he trains raptors to be the crew of his spaceship. Uh... <laughs> Man. (laughs) That was a great sentence. Yeah. Uh, Also, what I want out of the Jurassic World movies, because why not at this point? I mean, mean, screw it. Yeah. Um, But he, so it's ultimately Emmett learning that he doesn't have to be this super, you know, hard ass action hero to still be not only a good person, minifig, um, (laughs) a good person or even a hero. Yeah. um, but so this is where the the toxic masculinity thing comes in because I feel like it's not like it. What am I trying to say? Because Rex has this line when he disappears. So ultimately, Rex goes away. Yeah. Uh, because Emmett still holds on to his optimism and um, like sweet nature while right. still being a hero. And the line that that brought it in for a landing for me was when he's disappearing. He's like, you know. I think I kind of helped you with this, so I'm pretty great too. Mm. Which I thought was like, action heroes are dope, man. Yeah, like, yeah. And okay. so, like, that was like where I was like, okay, they did the conversion of like, there's not, it's not bad that these types of characters or heroes exist. Yeah. Because no one say like, everyone is super hype about John Wick. Right. Right? You know? <laughs> and like... I feel like there are important... I'm not a badass guy. Yeah. Like, I'm just not. I'm not that type of person. Yeah. I freaking love super macho action movies. Mm-hmm. You know? There's not... Yeah. So, I, I that was the part where I was like, okay, they got... they It, it had its cake and ate it, too. Yeah. Um, because... I think the ultimate things that it did address was, like, being just cold all the time and just like not giving right. a crap about it just being selfish and out for yourself right like isn't badass yeah <laughs> right yeah and i agree and i mean i could get into a whole discussion in a separate podcast about right. this toxic masculinity stuff but that that to me in general is just like that's not like a masculine concept or not or right, anything like right. that. It's just like, don't be a shitty person. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It seems to be the whole point of toxic masculinity, but then associating it with a gender seems to be right. really well, I sexist. Think, I think but the, anyway. I think the movie doesn't associate it but, with a gender. But the movie doesn't, no. I think because the, the movie is told just through the eyes of the boy character. Boy, right, yeah. And so it's a boy character. Like, right, that, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I can see though how it's going to be interpreted by other people. I've seen that, and I, yeah. I also I heard some people saying that like the movie says like boys have to play with girl toys. Yeah, uh, no, I, I didn't really get that. I, yeah, I didn't get that at all. Like yeah. I thought it was just like sometimes you got to play with your siblings, right, and be on their level, and like she's into girl toys, and like sometimes you do that because she's a girl, and like you just, right. you bond with the person over mm-hmm. what they're into, man, yeah. like. 
Just yeah. don't be a bad person. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's 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 what I got. That's out the of it. real takeaway. From right. It. And like, let them like share. Right. Yeah. Like, because she puts like uh, Lego Batman into this like the it's actually a callback to the comics. He has a suit that looks like that in the comics. But it's it's this like white, like glittery cape <laughs> and cowl and so stuff. Bad. It's so great. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think it's it, the movie isn't like, well, that's how the boy has to play with Batman now. Yeah. Like no. he could definitely just change Batman back to his Batman suit. Yeah. No, it definitely threaded the needle. Yeah. On that stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's more Mr. Rogers neighborhood than anything. Yeah. Totally. Right? That, <laughs> like, that, that's more the theme than anything. Like, won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> yeah. Just like be, be a good person and be kind and share things. Right. Especially if you're siblings, you know, with yeah. an age gap that's, because I know I know you're you're an older sibling, yeah, right, but not by much, right. And you're an older sibling to another male, so yes. there's not there's not a there's huge not that gap. conflict, yeah. yeah. Um, so I could see how, and what I've noticed is that I think a lot of the people who are talking about the themes we're talking about mm-hmm. are not parents, or yeah. they're parents of one, or parents of brothers or sisters. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people I've seen on my feed who are talking about. And singing the praises of the movie thematically are parents of both genders with uh, an age gap yeah. between it. And they're like, oh, this, yeah, yeah, kids, mm-hmm. watch this. You know, yeah. like, they're like, please watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the movie. Like, yeah. that's, that's it. It's pretty simple and straightforward. And. I still think really creative in a lot of spots. Yeah. Um, you know, it's framed to the con. In the, so that's the context of the real world stuff. The context of the Lego people things is that this alien invader comes in yeah. and takes the five characters to the Sistar system. Which is pretty good. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of really good puns yeah. in it. Our, our mom, mom, our mama getting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so they're, they're kidnapped to the sister system, which is the sister's room. And the sister's going to have, she's going to ultimately play with these characters and have yeah. Batman marry, uh, queen, whatever I want to be, <laughs> uh, which is hilarious. That's, yeah. that's solid, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that marriage is going to bring about our Mamageddon, which in the context of the real world is in the context of the Legos is them getting put into a storage bin or the mm-hmm. bin of storage. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man that's good yeah, yeah. um they, they definitely like one up like the craggle yeah stuff yeah from the first yeah one. and so but in the context of the world stuff is just like the mom played by my rudolph is just sick of them fighting over the legos which right. is very relatable i think mm. and so she's like okay if you can't play with them together then put them all away yeah and then you know the the lesson that the kids that i'm learning is that queen whatever i want to be is a set of legos that was this heart that the boy made for the little girl when they first started playing with the Legos in dad's basement mm-hmm. together. And now they've grown up and the age gap is still the same amount of years, mm-hmm. but the kids hit puberty now and his interests have changed a lot. Yeah. And the little sister kind of feels left behind Yeah, in a big way that I kind of relate to a little, 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 little bit. Yeah. Um, I have an older brother and an older sister. They're both much older than me. Um, so like by a lot, yeah. Uh, my sister's like 17 years older than me and my brother is 19 years older than me. So like, I'm going to be 31 this year. My brother's going to be 50. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, right. Um, so I was 19 when my, or my brother was 19 when I was born. Yeah. Um, but I really looked up to my brother and he went out of his way to like play with me and stuff. My sister, not so much. Um, I'm closer with my brother and 
uh, he like still made an effort even in through his twenties and when he got married and stuff to like play with me. Like even yeah. when I became like a, a young adult and, you know, was entering my, you know, tween and teenage years, that's when I got my Nintendo 64. Ah, uh, he didn't have one yeah. and he was married. So it was like, oh, Thursday was his day off from work. We would go rent a game Thursday night uh-huh. and play it on my Nintendo 64. Like that was our thing. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and so I always have those memories. And so that meant a lot to me. Like yeah. I like really look up to my brother. He's a good dude. Um, and so also think about that age gap, like 19 years. That's a lot. Yeah. And he still put in the effort. Yeah. And like, you know, I think especially probably nowadays, obviously I'm not a teenager now. There's just a lot more to distract you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's maybe not the coolest thing, you know, but it never was the coolest thing yeah. having to bring your little brother or sister along to whatever you're doing. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know if like there's something to be said for being close to your family, too. Right. And so just do it like and you'll have fun. You just got to get over yourself. That's the other thing, too, is like, you know, the the sister is still, I, I don't know, maybe nine, eight mm-hmm. or nine in the movie. And then the kid's 14 and like. I remember, even though I've always been kind of, like, a nerdy kid, yeah. and I've kind of always been in like, video games and stuff, there was a period of time where I, like, outgrew cartoons. Yeah. You, like, even though animation's, like, a crazy legitimate art form. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so, and I work with a lot of people who are quite a few years younger than me, and they have all these, like, fond Spongebob memories that I don't have because I was hitting the age where that wasn't cool Yeah, anymore. right. Um, and so... I think the movie does a really good job, like, exploring and honestly, like, being upfront about, like, sometimes kids outgrow things, but ultimately they'll, like, kind of come back to them yeah. after they get over themselves a little bit. And mm. they have fun because these things are meant to be fun. Yeah. And, like, there's nothing wrong with having an imagination even though you're a teenager. Yeah. Um, and those are the ultimate messages of the movie mm-hmm. that I think are, like, solid and, yeah. you know, positive and good. Yeah. Um, and then wrapped in that is a bunch of funny jokes. Yep. And that's, it's a real straightforward, simple movie that I think, you know, anyone can see and get. It's not quite as, you know, uh, head over heels charming as like a Toy Story. Mm -mm. Um, but it's, it's real solid. And there's like, man, there's good jokes all over the place in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of good jokes. And a lot of this delivered through the music. Yeah. Like, this movie is more of a musical than the first one was. Yep, for by a lot. But, like, I mean, the first one wasn't really Everything is Awesome, kind of like the only... That was only, the only song, yeah. Yeah, and this one, it's got some good tunes in there, man. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, three songs that are really yeah. great <laughs> in yeah. it. Like, the, the Queen's evil song, or not evil song, is real good. <laughs> it's so good. Well, like, you know how I was talking about how, like, some of the visual humor of it is not surprising anymore mm-hmm. the stuff they did with the queen like her like shifting around yeah. stuff like that was was kind of novel and cool like yes. it, it was different than obviously the other characters yeah like. i think that they did a really good job of implementing the sister toys yeah. into it um because they moved differently they moved differently like the weird banana guy that yeah played, like, he was so hilarious and goofy and dumb mm-hmm. but it was just like I feel like every kid had that one just, like, random-ass toy like that. Yeah. It, like, doesn't make any sense right. why you have it. It it's doesn't not... fit with anything else. Yeah. 
And I was like, man, that's exactly what that character is. And like, they had a running bit of him, like, he kept slipping on himself because he was, his legs were his peel. Yeah. Hilarious. Like, that's a solid joke, man. Um, and then the ultimate reveal that like, the queen's intentions were in fact not evil, yeah. but she sounded super evil. <laughs> yeah, that song's great. <laughs> and like the the whatever the 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 lady space person that kidnapped them mm-hmm. was, it's like yeah, no, we just wanted to hang out. That's right. literally we literally just wanted to party down <laughs> with you guys, yeah. and that's all. And you're like you're a terrible communicator, and they're like yeah, we got to work on that. Like <laughs> I, that's solid, and then. All the raptor stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was my favorite. I yeah. mean, it's my hate for this Jurassic World franchise is so well documented. Yeah. Um Well, not not so well considering how Jurassic World 2's podcast is Oh god, I forgot not been released upon the world. It's cause fifty more three quarters of it didn't get recorded. Yeah. Um but <laughs> Man, I hate those stupid movies. Yeah. And this movie is less of an indictment of toxic masculinity and more of an indictment of Chris Pratt's career outside of the Lego movie in Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a takedown of, like, he became, like, a badass, like, grizzled person who did, like, shitty shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it legit yeah. is just, like... Hey man, those Jurassic World movies are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> They're so bad. And the way they do it is like he's a raptor. He like he time traveled to 65 million BC and captured all these raptors yeah. and they're the crew on his spaceship now. And it's so funny. <laughs> like they they make them do they can they they give them subtitles when they growl and there's a ton of good jokes in the subtitles. Yeah. They're all they're in the background, like doing weird stuff, yeah. like weightlifting, but with the weight in their mouth. <laughs> or like playing pool. There's like two raptors that are just playing pool for no reason. Um, or like there's these two raptors that are just near a water cooler because they basically have office jobs now, and they're just like Mondays, right? Like, which is what I want out of Jurassic World three, yeah. where Blue is looking at property at the end of the movie, yeah. Um, well, yeah, he was he was checking out Southern California. At the yeah, end, so yeah, yeah. Uh, all that stuff was my favorite stuff, and yeah. then like, you know, I have a problem with Chris Pratt for some reason. I like him. I, I don't not like Chris Pratt, but he really bothers me all at the same time. It's completely irrational. He seems like a perfectly nice man. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard anything but nice things about him. Uh, you know, I think he does a lot of good in the world. I think he, he's a very positive force in the world. Mm -hmm. I really don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that says about me as a person. I just, there's something about his performances that I can't get behind. Mm -hmm. I like. I like him in the Lego movies, and I like him in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I really... D- I haven't seen Zero Dark Thirty. Um, he was decent. I mean, he's not very um, prominent in that, mm-hmm. but he's decent. So, I, yeah, I don't know. There's something... There's some sort of wall between me and Chris Pratt and enjoying him. Yeah, but like, I mean, what you're describing is basically you like half of his output, and you don't like the other half of it. So yeah. You, you like... 
the Emmett half of his personality, right? You know, the Parks and Rec and and even the, Parks and Rec, I'm not uh, really? super okay. into him. All right, well then the Lego movies and um, Guardians, Guardians two, and then you don't like the Rex Danger Vest part of him, which is the Jurassic World movies, right? And like the Magnificent Seven, but that Magnificent yeah. Seven movies bad all around. True. Um, he's okay in that movie. Yeah, he's not the biggest problem I have with that no. movie necessarily. He's not even the biggest problem I have with. The Jurassic World movies. His character is because it's not a character. Yeah. His character is Rex Danger Vest. Yes. Like, he is a... Badass cliche. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Marty Stew. Is that what they call Like a male yeah, Mary Sue? Yes. Like, he just... Gar- like, Marty Stew or Gary Stew. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, kind of who he is in those movies. Yeah. And, like, I was talking to Kristen about this. I don't necessarily disparage him for taking the role um, but i feel like he knows and that's why he did lego movie 2 yeah because i feel like you read the script of jurassic world and you're like this is awful it's mm-hmm. gonna make a billion dollars i'm in yeah and then you get bound in your contract to do it mm. for the sequel but you're also like yeah i was right that last one made a billion dollars this next one's gonna make a billion dollars of course i'm gonna do the second one yeah i would do the same thing mm-hmm. i absolutely would do the same thing are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, but it does feel like this movie does feel like even him being like, yeah, I know guys. Yeah. Like you don't got to tell me. And so I'm not that's an the idiot. reason why he wins out in the end. Cause I think he's self-aware about it. Yeah. Like he, he knows that that other stuff is crappy, but man, he's going to get paid. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Like Michael Caine has this excellent quote. Oh, about the Jaws the, thing? The Jaws one. Is yeah. Jaws 4 or whatever? The Revenge. Yeah. The Revenge. And he's like, like, I haven't seen Jaws 4, and by all accounts, it's a terrible movie, but I've seen the house it's built, and it's magnificent. Yes. And, like, yeah. that's pretty good. Like, yeah. I, I, you can't knock a guy. Like, yeah. man, Michael Caine's a great actor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so, that part was great. All the Rex Danger Vest stuff was yeah. great. His stupid Kurt Russell voice was the <laughs> best. Yeah. Uh, it was like his voice is like this weird mix of Kurt Russell and John Wayne, and it's so funny. Like, it. Every time he was talking, it just made me laugh, man. <laughs> and then, he's great. Uh, <laughs> he's actually a pretty good voice actor. He is a very good. He's a very good voice actor. His voice acting is incredible. Yeah, actually. he's very expressive. Yes, yeah. I, I I do think he has a really good voice for for that kind of stuff. And I I almost wish he would take more animated movies. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, all that oh, man. All that led to some really, like, funny jokes, and... I don't know, what were some of your favorite, like, bits in the movie? Uh, I mean, we've covered a lot of them, I think. Uh, I mean, I just liked the visual humor involving the sisters' stuff in general, Mm because the ones we've already talked about. Um, I mean... Just that weird chocolate bar thing. The weird chocolate bar thing was great. Um, The, like, resigned British... Uh, oh yeah ice cream, ice cream cone. cone guy yeah that that was great i think that they were probably the best utilized group of people almost mm-hmm. like the side characters from the first one kind mm-hmm. of were given short shrift in this yeah in some ways so most of the sister sister universe was interesting to yeah. me i don't really have anything else to add besides that so I liked when they were complimenting each other's vests and then one of the raptors said vest friends <laughs> 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 oh, I forgot about that completely. Yeah, that was pretty great. It was all the Raptors stuff yeah. for me. Like, every time the Raptors were super into tennis for some reason. Yeah. I'm not explained whatsoever. No. Like, 
He gets them into the ship. He tra- he time travels to 65 million BC, mm-hmm. throws tennis balls on the ship, and all the raptors are like, tennis, we love tennis, and they go on the ship. <laughs> and it was just like, why? Uh, yeah, the songs, even the, the like, Gotham City yeah. song was great, uh, and mm. rapping Will Arnett I thought was really funny. Mm. Um, there's this great, they do this thing, and they've done it before, where it's just like, they'll they hit the perfect length of a joke. Um, they'll hit the perfect length of a long joke. Yeah. So at the end of the Gotham City song, it's clearly to manipulate Batman into proposing so that they can go through with the, the <laughs> yeah. wedding. And he slides on his knees yeah. down this super long table and it takes an awkwardly long amount of yeah. time. It forgot made me that. laugh really hard. Yeah. I thought that was super funny. That was great. I thought the Mad Max aesthetic was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they nailed that, and like the rage Unikitty, I thought was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the uh, the hum- I think the, it, this was funnier in some ways than the first. That's one. what Kristen said, and I almost don't agree. But I haven't seen the first one in so long. Okay, I, think I laughed a lot though in this movie. It's really funny. I think that the first one has like more jokes per minute, though. Mm. Like I think that there was definitely like a lot more of it. There was more the- pop culture stuff in the first one. Yeah. They didn't really lean on this one so much. Mm-mm. There's a great Marvel Studios joke mm-hmm. that I thought was good. Uh, like because like they're talking to Emmett and they're like. No one's tried to go to the sister system since the Justice League left, and Marvel won't return our calls. Oh, <laughs> okay. That is pretty good. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then, like, all the stuff, like you said, in the sister system is great. Yeah. Like, the, the S stands for Silly Man now. Yeah, some of the Justice League stuff was pretty funny and clever. Yeah. But on the other hand... I kind of feel like the movie got a little more self-referential with itself, which I did not like as much. How so? So, so like, kind of acknowledging, like, the other Lego movies, like the Batman ones, and then oh, the, yeah, and the he, Justice League being around yeah. more. That's kind of felt more like a, here's WB, like, yeah. you know, like, controlling things behind the scenes. Like, it didn't feel like that in the first one to me. Okay. Did you see Teen Titans go to the movies? No. Okay, so that is full-on yeah. that. Okay. Um, that's kind of more in the tone of Ti- Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Though, but that movie, they like go to Warner Brothers okay. and like visit the sets of these movies. Yeah. I mean, th- th- you can do that right because I feel like some of the old Warner Brothers cartoons. Animaniacs. Yeah, Animaniacs. Are- that's the literal premise right. of it yeah. is that they live on the WB lot. Yeah, exactly. There's a way to do it right. Yeah. But this feels like we got to further our own franchises. Mm. I mean, Animaniacs wasn't like really trying to fuel anything yeah. else. Yeah. Animaniacs was, like, full of Casablanca references and stuff. Like, weird old movie references. There's, like, a recurring um, Peter Lorre character for some reason on that show. And, like, there was a Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Like, who... What kid knows that? Nobody. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I get it. Um, Also, like, just... Even Mad Max is WB. Yeah, Mad Max. And then... Like, kind of incorporating, like, everything is awesome. Like, the song, the hit song from the first movie, mm-hmm. like, was a little too much for me in some ways. Like, it didn't okay. stand on its own as much as I would like in other okay. ways. But, on the other hand, the everything is awesome comes in a cool way with the theme at the end of the story. Yeah, I will, yeah, okay. Uh, I liked the Bruce Willis minifig. That was pretty good. That made me laugh. That was fun. Uh, especially because it was him. Yes. Uh, I thought that was great. 
Yeah. Um, I for, yeah, I, I was going to make a mention of that. Yeah, I actually... So speaking of the self-referential stuff, yeah. I actually liked how the intro of this one in the mm. Apocalypseburg yeah. um, was the exact same as the intro to the first one uh, in Bricksburg. Yeah. But it was just like post-apocalyptic right. stuff this time. And <laughs> yeah. so all the cats had like super hardcore names, but Jeff was still the same Jeff, cat. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. his like weird little human meow where you would just go meow. meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was like, it was, it was shot for shot the same, but mirrored. Yeah. I don't know if you picked up on that. Oh, I didn't pick up on the mirror part of it. Yeah. That. So everything like in the, in the first movie, if it was aligned on the right side, it was on the left side this oh, time. And okay. so it was... Yeah, it was exactly the same. It was the first thing I noticed where I was like, that's clever. Like, I like that it's an inverse of what it was. And I feel like it shows, obviously it's mirrored because it's a mirror, literally a mirror of the intro to the first one. But it shows, like, the different perspective the boy is coming at it from now, right? Like, he's made Bricksburg, like, dark and gritty now. And, like, it's got, I'm 14, so it's got to be badass. Yeah, You know? Um so even from that, it's like starting to get, and I feel like that's the, the Lord and Miller, like perfect storytelling sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even a little line where, you know, cause in this movie, the way they kind of get around the real world thing is having the characters kind of see flashes of the kids. Yeah. And he has this little line where he's like, you know, the sister's coming in right before she kidnaps the characters and. He's like, you know, leave me alone. I'm in the middle of an arc that's got time travel in it. And, yeah. like, that becomes a thing later in the movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Little touches like that. We're also, the, the idea of, like, the main character that goes... It becomes, like, a grizzled version of himself and goes back in time to stop things from happening. It's such, like, a cliche, like, teenage, like, boy, yeah. like fan fiction plot to like everything yeah um we haven't gotten into dragon ball but i'll get into dragon ball for a second trunks and in dragon ball like Uh he's the guy with the badass with the sword and all that stuff he's the son of vegeta and bulma he actually came from the future to go and stop like a bad future from happening okay that was like every teenage boy's like favorite character in dragon ball i'm talking to you slade um (laughs) and uh that like is the epitome of that kind of character. Yeah. Um. And so I really liked that being his backstory. That's great. Yeah. I, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. But it is like because I feel like when you're a, a, a teenage boy, like you're kind of issued the Terminator movies. Yes. At a certain age, right? And especially among, future, among our age group. Yeah. Yeah. yeah our generation. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like the 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 millennial, like Gen X to millennial, like yeah. Because if you were Gen X, you were kind of at that age when those movies came right. out. And then if you're a millennial, you're a son or daughter of, of Gen X. And they, they're like, watch this. You know, yeah. I grew up on this. And Back to the Future. And uh-huh. like there's just like... And Bill and Ted even get a shout out in this. Yeah. Um. So you see those movies and you're like, time travel's dope. Right. And yeah. so that's all you want to do is do time travel. And exactly. so, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. But... The fact that they put that in there, like, even I was like, oh, that's going to come back later. Mm-hmm. And then it totally did. And, yeah. like, the, the like, the doldrums that was, like, under the washer. It's such, like, a universal thing yeah. of you losing a toy under mm-hmm. the washer or the stove or the fridge or whatever. Right. Um, all that stuff is, like, really clever and smart still from, yeah. the, from the first one. So it's, ultimately, it's not quite as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. But it's still good. Yeah. It's a good movie. 
which also is kind of addressed in the movie itself, which is that, like, this movie isn't as awesome as the first yeah. one, but it's kind of like, he, but, like, is making do with what it has, and, yeah. like, is kind of realistic about it, which is kind of the theme of the movie mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> yeah. I liked, um... I liked Benny in this movie because yeah. they really leaned into the Elton John references in the character. Oh, yeah. Because he's a rocket man named yeah. Benny, Benny and the Jets. And then the way, like, the sister, like, girls him up is she puts, like, the Elton John star glasses yeah. on him. And, I like, it's such a weird little thing yeah. that, like, I think they put in there just, like, cuz. Mm, and because yeah. they were like, this one's for us. But it, mm-hmm. it just made me happy that they were like, let's go all in on this. Yeah. Um... I like the weird Noel Fielding teenage vampire that was a DJ part time. Like, <laughs> see, I wasn't a big fan of that one. I felt like like the the joke was a little dated. Like, yeah, it is. Like, oh, like we're making fun of Twilight ish sort of. That's and, true yeah. because it's not really a thing. Like, that's ten years old. At yeah, this point. like. like Girls are not into Twilight anymore. Yeah, like the Twilight vampire thing is kind of done. It's true. I did. It, I do agree with that. Yeah. It made me laugh. There was Noel Fielding. Yeah, that's what I like. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, it was more who it was, right? Than than anything else. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. Go see it. It's not. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's totally worth seeing, especially. Um. Well, I guess. When's Captain Marvel coming out? I was thinking Next like, month. Yeah, yeah. So maybe people are saving up for that. Maybe that's kind of the mo now. Is like people are. I don't know. It's it's real interesting because the ultimate the ultimate things that are affecting the marketplace for box office receipts right now are the Marvel things. Yeah, and and the Disney live action remake thing. Are they? Yeah, they make bank. Like, yeah, Beauty and the Beast made a crap ton of money. Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast did really well. What was the? Was that the last one they did? Well, I know that there was, was Mary the most Poppins. One. Yeah, I don't. That, I don't. That I don't did count, it okay. Yeah, I don't count Mary Poppins as part of because it's a sequel. Yeah, I'm talking about like their animated things that they're now translating to live action, right? Or right. 3D, right? Whatever. But like Nutcracker didn't do super well. I know yeah. that's not right. Uh, the no, same thing. Yeah. No. Disney's other live action output is underperforming. Like, yeah. Like um, Mary Poppins did not perform to expectations. Right. Nutcracker didn't. Um, I don't think Dumbo will. Aladdin Dumb- definitely won't. Like, there's well, so much. I don't backlash. know, man. Like, I, there's a lot of backlash behind it. Um, like the, the Christopher Robin movie didn't do so. Great. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But like. I still think people are going to go and see Aladdin. Like, I mean, I think I'm going to go see Aladdin, yeah. but well, it's completely ironic. Well, yeah, it's going to be for scientific purposes. I no, think. it's going to be because, man, it looks funny. It Dude, looks hilarious. Every aspect about that looked bad. I'm like, so excited. It's like Jafar oh my God. Like, has no presence. Like, it's what so the good. hell, dude? It's so good. I'm so excited for that movie. That's like my one irony watch this year. Yeah. Is, is going to be Aladdin. It yeah. looks so bad. Um, but yeah, so... It, but it, ultimately, it's these Marvel things that are really driving it. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's face it, Captain Marvel's coming out, and I think it'll do all right. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 first franchise movies usually don't do as well, but I think yeah. Disney is good at anticipating that, so they're not marketing it as heavily as they market something right. like the I Avengers. Know, I probably didn't budget it as heavily. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah, they're really smart about it. Right, I think like even and I I'm not sure how well received the movie is going to be. I don't think it will be. It doesn't look good, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but um, it. <laughs> 
I I don't think it'll hurt them financially. I think no. it'll be fine. And I think it'll at least break even. I think it'll make its money back. Um but then you have like eight less than two months later, Avengers is coming out. Yeah. But in the middle of that, Dumbo's coming out. Yeah. Like four weeks after uh Captain Marvel and like four weeks before Avengers, Dumbo's coming out. I don't think people are gonna go see it at all. So that one is the highest likelihood of bombing, I think. Yeah. But what so the ultimate point I'm driving at, this isn't like becoming a Disney box office analytics yeah. thing, but Disney is such a driver of yes. the market right now. Yeah, they um, suffocate yeah. the room. But like last year, they got all their stuff out by July. Yeah. Even the Star Wars. It was all done by July, and like box office still bit, did bad after. Yeah. Um. Granted, there weren't any good movies until like November when Spider Man came out. But and no, December when Aquaman came out. Sure, people loved it. <laughs> I mean, I can't. But maybe it's good. I yeah. can't tell you. Well, it, Bumblebee did well too. Yeah, it did well, and it's decent. Yeah, it eked out like a place. In yeah, the month, which was good. Yeah. Um. So it, but there was a, I mean, that's a big gap from July to December, November. Yeah. That's a lot. That's yeah. a, that's a big chunk of the market. And right now there's no market. Yeah. Cause Spider-Man came out in November mm-hmm. and you know, it set the box office on fire, but that's kind of the last thing. So did Aquaman. Aquaman did really well. Yeah. Um, I'd say Aquaman is the last like family yeah. friendly ish movie that's come out. Yeah. That was like really lit up the place. Yeah. Yeah. But that was two months ago at this right. point. So it seems like Lego movie should have been great. Like yeah. should have done gangbusters and it didn't. I think it was positioned probably to do great. Yeah. I mean it's in the exact same time slot it was in yeah. five years ago. It's the exact same time slot that Lego Batman, Batman was, was in. in. Yeah. You know, right. it's exact same. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, it really underperformed. I don't know how well fan, or How to Train Your Dragon is tracking, but that's like a week before Captain Marvel, and that's the thing that people are going to take their families to see. Yeah, and like now it's like eighty bucks to take your kids to see Captain Marvel or Avengers mm-hmm. or whatever, and that's yeah. like that's going to be eighty a hundred and sixty dollars in like two months, right? With Avengers, right? Like a little bit later, yeah. yeah. And then you know you have a little bit of a lull until. Uh, what I get? Well, I guess people will see Aladdin, maybe. Yeah, I think they're going to. And then uh, Spider Man in July, and then you have another bit. Lion King. Oh, Lion King's gonna make every last penny on mm. the planet. Yeah, I didn't think about. That. I forgot yeah. that was happening this year. Yeah, but that's the same month, isn't it? Yeah, as Spider Man. Spider Man. So that's another hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, I don't. I don't get Disney's lining up of this thing. Like, it feels like they're gonna cannibalize themselves. But yeah. Well, but then after that, the next big Disney thing is Star Wars. Yeah. And I, like, I know there's, like, you know, people are still mad at Star Wars, but I think people are going to see it more than they saw Solo. I think more people are going to see Episode Nine than they will Solo. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think even the people who really didn't like Last Jedi are going to go see it in a theater still. Yeah. Like, it'll be some people, but I don't think it'll be enough to really affect, especially because people are really excited JJ's back. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, if I wasn't on this podcast i would probably not see it <laughs> um but I, I don't know man i i don't understand how in this big chunk of disney not driving the market people yeah. aren't going to see these movies i don't know i i do think there's a problem with the marketing of this one this one did not feel very prevalent or something mm-hmm. like 
I think Disney has kind of cracked like how to manipulate people into seeing one of their movies yeah. better than a lot of these other studios have. And so maybe that's an aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, yeah, the only thing I can think of is people just saving their money for a month from now. For the superhero things. For the superhero things. Because <clears throat> even, I mean, people went and saw Aquaman and that was WB. Yeah. Well, I think that was like, you know, Christmas time. People want to see kind of a dumb, fun action movie. And what yeah. I've heard is that it's good at what it does. Yeah. You know, um, obviously you and I haven't been interested enough to <laughs> yeah. go and yeah. see it to review it. It's too it. long for me to <laughs> yeah. but um, not watch at home. But like, you know, people are off for Christmas. They want to go and find something they can That's find true. common ground on. That's true. And, and the thing is that even though Last Jedi had a really big first opening weekend, um, it fell off a cliff kind of afterwards in the mm-hmm. box office, and Jumanji picked up the slack last year. So was Jumanji kind of, wasn't last year. Uh, uh, well, well, it was yeah, it was. It was twenty seventeen. Was it twenty? Yeah, twenty seventeen. It was twenty seventeen. Going like the end of it. Yeah, though, it like was. December. It was their Christmas, right? Release. Yeah, which is what I'm saying. Like it, it had long legs that went yeah. into last year. Yeah, you know, also, and. Um, I think people want like a holiday movie that's a feel good movie mm-hmm. and that whatever it is, there's like some sort of one that gets picked that goes on. That goes a long way with yeah. people. And like last Jedi was not like the feel good right, right, holiday right. movie that here it was Jumanji. And then right. Aqua, Aqua bro was mm-hmm. that last year into this year. Yeah. So, um, and Spider-Man. I think it was kind of a one-two punch. Because yeah. Spider-Man played forever. I think it's still playing. And yeah, that Spider-Man came out now had, four had ago. pretty good legs. Yeah. Like, because it started off pretty tepidly, actually. Yeah. It was like Batman Begins. Yeah. Maybe this can find an audience then. I think that might be a sign that, like... I think there was good word of mouth for Spider-Man. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Also, I do think that we're in an environment now where... People just go to the movies to watch the superhero thing. Yeah. And Spider-Man was was the superhero thing. Yeah. It overcame like... That's true because Venom made money. Right. Oh, God, man. Yeah. Um, I think that's what people have been conditioned to watch now. And in some ways, it's kind of moving... Things are getting kind of moved out of the room mm-hmm. for, for anything else. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be some room for like a comedy or a chick flick or something like that. Or a horror film. Horror does well still. Halloween made a bunch of money last year. Yeah, you still made like a date night movie. Yeah, Child's Play I think is going to do really well this year. Right, Uh, Us is going to do well. Oh, Us is going to do, yeah. Especially after Get Out. Right. Yeah, that'll do well. So yeah, I mean, that's a genre that's not going to be affected by it. But I think we're kind of like down to like horror movies and superhero movies. Yeah. but then again, like I said, maybe maybe word of mouth for this is good and it picks up some speed, some steam. Yeah, and I, you know, I, it's easy to get cynical about that. Yeah. But I think it might ultimately be a good thing mm. because I think there's a sort of mid-budget level movie that was prevalent in the 90s that isn't getting made anymore because everyone wants to do the superhero thing Mm -hmm. but not everyone can do the superhero thing so they're gonna have to start making those again yeah and those are some of my favorite movies and the only thing i can think of that's doing it well right now is john wick yeah and john wick doesn't have as big of an audience as it needs Mm -hmm. for how good those movies are right but it has a big enough audience to keep making money yeah. to make more of them. Yeah. And that's all it needs to do. Mm-hmm. And as long as that keeps happening, 
they can keep making movies like John Wick. Not exactly like John Wick, but in that mid-budget range. Um, I think it's just gotta, like, it's just forcing studios to spend smarter. I mean, how even, uh, you know, Disney with Star Wars is now shelving a lot of their side projects yeah. to maybe relook at how they're spending money on those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, the, because of the backlash of Last Jedi and now Solo being mm-hmm. kind of lukewarm. Um, you know, and so I think there's still a point where they can get, those spinoff movies back on track if they just do like a mid-level movie or even if they just switch to like the television because I know they're really doing like the television stuff and like John Favreau is doing he's doing the Mandalorian right yeah I mean that's that's a big name Mm -hmm. like that guy's the guy who made Lion King yeah for Disney and Iron Man 1 and 2 like he that's a big get for a TV Mm. show yeah you know um so and, and which is weird that it's sort of the snake eating its own tail on that where like yeah, there's also the fan stuff with with Star Wars, but also I think the Marvel movies are kind of pushing that, like pushing Star Wars out. Yeah, I, like, I think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I agree. <laughs> I don't know how that. Ha- well, I think I know how it happened. That's probably the subject for another podcast. But um, I think the Marvel movies, being as quality as they are, mm-hmm. that like they have become events and they are so consistent that you don't have time for something that goes and waste your $20. Yeah. Well, and they're so uniquely, they're so unique to what they are. Yeah. Right. Like nothing's really done the serialized storytelling in movies the way these movies have. Like it's not, these movies are beyond sequels. Like Mm -hmm. they're, they're something different. They're, I don't know. I, once again, I think it's easy to get cynical and be like, they're just TV. Yeah, but, like, yeah. they're not even that. They're they're, that. they're this weird nexus point between both where, like, and they hit at the right time where, like, TV is more popular than it's ever been almost. Mm-hmm. And, like, higher quality than it's ever been. I mean, you've got, like, Taylor Sheridan making TV. And, like, I think Martin Scorsese might be directing a TV series soon. Yeah. Um, that just got announced today. Um, but... I don't know. There's something about these that like they keep people coming back for more. Like, yep. and it's not even that they. I mean, they do leave people wanting more, but they're. I mean, I like these movies a lot. The yeah. the, the superhero things, and they've gotten I think consistently better for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, even I've I've liked them since the inception. I mean, you've had to kind of warm up to them over yeah. time, but like. I, they're so big now. Like, you yeah. know, these movies are starting to push three hours and it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. And people are committing to that. Yep. Um, with kids. And like kids are like, every time I see one of these things, I'm like, the kids like this? And kids are like, that was awesome. Yep. There's something about them, man. And it's just, it's eating the market up and, and studios they... are going to have to get smarter about it. And I don't think, I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think competition is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think my reaching point though, where they're 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 just dominating, eating everything alive. That it's becoming just a monopoly, and and then you're not having competition anymore, right? You know, if, if Disney inevitably just squeezes out all life from the marketplace because they own Fox now, or they they just own everything, and they're dictating the terms of what you watch, and like every ten years, you're getting like this. Here's a remake of something you guys like. Eat it up, yeah. like kind of thing. That isn't good for filmmaking. So 
I, mean, I know that's, that's super cynical and like that's worst case scenario. I don't know if happen. that'll happen. I think so. Well, like we talked about, like horror is not going anywhere. Right. It's not going to be. Yeah, a and thing. Disney, and that's not a, a genre that Disney's ever going to dabble in. No. So not at all. The yeah, closest they'll come is like safe. the pirates movies. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's really interesting why this movie didn't do well based on how well the last one did. Mm. Well, the shared universe thing is not working out for this, too. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't think that, like, is building on top of itself the way it did with Marvel. Like, right. Lego Batman had less of an audience, and then Ninja Go had less than even that. And then this has more than the previous one, but not much, you know? Yeah. Like, there's definitely a downward trend. It's not growing, it's shrinking. Mm-hmm. And that's what you see with a lot of these, like, attempts at shared universe kind of things. They they aren't growing in the way that they thought it was going to. It's not like adding, oh, I've got this fan base plus this fan base, and we're having an even bigger fan base. It's like mm-hmm. getting smaller each time. Yeah. yeah well, it, once again, though, I'll say those mid-budget things are yeah. fine. They're casting a wider net of audience. Mm-hmm. More people saw John Wick 2 in a theater than they, they did John Wick, Wick 1. 1. Yeah. It, myself included, I didn't see John Wick one until it hit the or till it hit DVD. Yep, same with me. Yeah, and, and, that, and then I heard good things about it, and I saw an action scene on YouTube. And yep, that's exactly. I, I was like, okay, I have to get this a shot now. Yep, <laughs> you know? and it's awesome. And then yep. I went and saw the second one, like the preview showing. Yeah, and my theater wasn't full by any means, mm-hmm. but uh, there were a decent amount of people there, and like, I think I, these things have to kind of grow organically. They do, and they have to be good. Like you can't just go and be like. We're making a shared universe. Eat it up. You yeah. know? And, uh, <laughs> well, and John Wick isn't doing the shared... Well, I guess it, they... It, I might. They, it was going to... Yeah, there's like a series in development at Stars. But like that got announced after like the second one was made. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, what I meant to go and say is like they're not like pre-announcing before even the first one has come out. Like, we're making seven of these. Right. You know? Or like... Even Harry Potter, like they're like they're so confident that like these Wizarding World movies are coming out, like mm-hmm. we're gonna have five of them before the first one's even out. Yeah, and people are just like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, what the stop? What? Yeah, <laughs> like you can't do that. I feel like anymore, unless like you've actually made people organically like demand it. But here's the thing: I wanted a sequel to the Lego Movie after I saw the first one, and yeah. I think most people did, and now no one's seeing it. Yeah, I mean, for, it's funny because you. You brought up something that my argument doesn't really apply to Lego Movie because the Lego Movie is a response to the first one being good and well right. and, and well liked, and then they announced all these other spinoffs and stuff like that. That's true. So they didn't go and announce all the all the stuff before it came out. So yeah. my argument doesn't apply to that necessarily. I can't explain exactly what this movie what happened to it, other than I just think, yeah, I think it just took too long. Like you saw the same thing happen with. Um, the Star Trek reboot, mm. it was that was 2009, mm-hmm. and then Into Darkness was 2013. Mm-hmm. There was a four year wait. And Into Darkness, I said, I think ultimately due to international box office, did better. I think a it little did bit, yeah, but not as much as it could have. I think, and then Beyond kind of tanked, and then Beyond tanked. I think that like, and Beyond was 2015, Okay. That's like six years into this, like at that yeah. point. That that's kind of long, man. That's a long time to kind of like wait to see like an entire trilogy of things nowadays. I think people have been conditioned to expect like follow ups faster. Yeah, well, I mean Mary Poppins, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? 
Well, that didn't do well at all. Yeah. The new one. Yeah. Um, it's Star Trek. Yeah. Come on. No, you're right. It's 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's an argument to be made that like demand was pretty hot for like a Star Trek sequel, like a year or two after yeah. that. For, yeah, the movie did well. People out. liked it. People really liked it. And then like they took four years to come up with a sequel. Mm-hmm. And I while that one did well, I don't know if there was much will to go and see a third one after that. Right. So what about this is a little different because it's not quite franchise storytelling. But, like, Cloverfield to 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. That's true. Because that came out a long time yeah. after. It was, like, eight years or something. But then they went and did Cloverfield Paradox and nobody liked it. Yeah. And that was two years after uh, Cloverfield 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. I mean, some of this just maybe plays into reception. Reception of the first one carrying over into the last one, maybe in some. I mean, in terms of the first Cloverfield or the second one, I think people generally like the first Cloverfield. Yeah. Um, and so there's always like this kind of like demand for another Cloverfield or something. That's true because even as a big fan of the first one, yeah. even and a big fan of the second one, and not very big fan of the third one. I kind of want more still, yeah. but those movies aren't... They're not direct sequels. They shouldn't be direct sequels. Yeah, is... right. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like if they... I, like, But I feel like there's such... There's so much built into the premise, quote-unquote, of what uh-huh. a Cloverfield movie is, that they could just keep making them not direct sequels. Yeah. I think people would have been on board with another Cloverfield. Least they, I mean, maybe that... Um crap the jj abrams movie that had the zombie nazi stuff overlord overlord that was supposed to be a cloverfield movie yeah did you see it no that movie was awesome i know yeah i think if maybe they had slapped on the cloverfield name of that it probably would have done better yep sure enough would have yeah the movie was dope i don't think paradox is like damned that franchise forever but i think no. paramount thinks it has so. yeah which sucks because I, I i'd be there yeah i mean even if they would have really i suck overlord in theaters and i was that movie no one saw yeah for some reason it was awesome yeah it, but it, it's once again what is it that type of like adulty mid-budget yep you know paint by numbers but do it really well no frills balls to the wall action movie you know what else did that last year mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of the year, Upgrade. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's much of a market for, like, original ideas that have no brands associated with them Mm -hmm. at all. I think think you have an uphill battle making a movie that just has, um, like, an upgrade. Okay, what does that even mean? Like, I didn't see that movie, although I saw some clips from what you showed me. I want to see it now. Yeah. But, like, there's no brand attachment to that. To mm-hmm. the average moviegoer. Yeah. Um, so it's a big sell to go and raise awareness about a new concept like that these yeah. days. And people have so many entertainment options with things that they're probably already familiar with. Yeah. That like they would rather go and take a risk on those things. Well, and stuff with like stuff like Upgrade and stuff like uh, what was the movie we were just talking about? Overlord. Overlord and stuff like the first John Wick, which yeah. uh, that hit at a different time. Yeah, even. true. Um, but those movies. They operate in a different area than, like, an indie Oscar bait movie, too. Yeah. Like, it's... Those movies have small budgets and usually make their money back because 
they're well received by the cinephile Mm-hmm. the community at large and so people feel like they have to see, people in this world feel like they have to see those to be part of the conversation as well right it's kind of like the way like the larger culture feels about these superhero things like yeah. you know if people are talking about like uh i don't know suspiria for example mm-hmm. the suspiria remake there was never going to be a huge audience for that movie but they made that movie for like i don't know 20 million dollars right and it's enough like I don't, they'll make it back, I think. Mm. You know, there are enough, like, people who like seeing indie things or, like, Oscar darlings, you know. And, you yeah. know, Luca Guadino was uh, hot off an Oscar nomination for Call Me By Your Name. Mm. Um, so there were, like, the the, the 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 filmy people went and saw it. I went and saw it. And we yeah. did a podcast on it, but no one saw the movie, really, mm. um, at large. But it was, you know, it was this kind of counter-programming to Halloween, which was kind of like the big budget slasher, like, yeah. cool like Halloween release and then Suspiria was like the more contemplative almost transitional one of like out of Halloween into like the Thanksgiving fall just fall yeah things um and like you know but that's different than like Upgrade or Overlord or John Wick to and Suspiria is a remake so maybe that's a bad example yeah um but uh okay what's uh, silence, I guess. I guess Silence is based off a book. Yeah. Call Me By Your Name is based off a book. Shape of Water. We could do Shape of Water. That's not based on anything. People True. That like made okay money. But, but then those those movies have a brand name associated with them, which is the directors. Guillermo del Toro. Luca yeah. Martin, Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. Like yeah. Martin Scorsese. You slap Martin Scorsese's name on something and there's guaranteed to be an audience for it i'm not talking about a huge one yeah it underperformed like yeah mad. yeah but no it's still especially based on how successful wolf of wall street was yeah well there is a combination between like idea and director that still matters that's and, true i mean silence regardless of its quality as a movie is going to be the christian missionaries in japan and you know whatever century it was right uh yeah, that's a tough sell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. Wolf of Wall Street. Here's like the story of like the melt, the financial meltdown with and like, it's an like asshole. Sexy, you yeah, know? It's sexy. Yeah, um, sexy with Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio who's like hungry for an Oscar. Right, like, right. It's a little bit easier of a sell to people. That's true, I guess. Yeah, and then you got like I, I don't know, like Soderbergh. Yeah, type stuff. Like, and I guess he's a brand now too, yeah. but like. He's out there doing crazy stuff. He's like, shooting movies on iPhones and stuff, man. Like, <laughs> he's just doing whatever he wants. It's Wild West to that guy out yeah. there. And I respect that. Yeah. You know, I think, but I think it's going to take a concerted effort of, like, people doing whatever they want for not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's going to really, it, not even fight the wave of the superhero things, but keep people engaged between the superhero things. Yeah. To, like, keep these theaters afloat and stuff you know i yeah they're gonna have to do a lot with very little like some of these movies are gonna have to be budgeted far less than they are budgeted currently yeah um just and the actors are gonna have to take pay cuts to go and work with some of these prestige directors or something like mm-hmm. that um and, and then just make their money through doing the superhero stuff on the side, you know, the one for me, one for you kind of thing. Or find new people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
that's something I would welcome. Yeah. <laughs> kind of tired of seeing the same group of people like and everything. But. Yeah. Yeah. Say, I, uh, I mean, well, I guess he's a legacy, but like, uh, I don't, his name Isaiah Washington, Richard Washington. Uh, yeah. The Black Klansman guy. Oh, yeah. He's Isaiah Denzel's right? son. Yeah. But I didn't know that mm-hmm. until like right before the Golden Globes happened. And he was great in Black Klansman. Like I would totally watch another movie with that guy. Yeah. Um, I had no idea he was Denzel's son. None whatsoever. Like, I don't know if I just missed that completely mm-hmm. or what, but like, I, I, I don't know. Watching that movie, I was like, oh, this guy's a find. And it yeah. turns out he's been in the system. Right. right? Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. I feel like Chris Pratt was that at some point. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't a legacy guy, you know, no. he was just kind of a guy that got a part on a TV show and then mm-hmm. got popular yeah uh i mean hell even the woman that played his wife on their aubrey plaza like yeah. she's gonna be in the new child's play that's big yeah um well you know um one thing i've been thinking about is i don't think people are gonna be are willing to go and spend 12 to 20 dollars plus whatever the cost for the rest of their family to go and try out like a indie movie yeah. Or something like, or not even an indie movie, like these mid-budget things mm-hmm. or or these unknown name brand things or whatever um, in a theater. I think they might go and give that kind of stuff a shot if it was on Netflix. I feel like Overlord 2 would be filming this second if that would have ended up on Amazon Prime first. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You go and stealth release like Overlord or something like that on Netflix um, you would have had a big audience go and watch that like yep. it's first weekend or something yep. like that. Bird Box. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, I mean, Netflix is doing well with what I think is a pretty much crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine how much better they would be doing if they actually attracted, like, good movies. Yeah. Uh, and not just, like, the leftovers that other studios passed on. Yeah. Um, and they're, kind, they're like, trying. So, I mean, Roma's nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, and, but... Quaron, right? That's right. a that's a brand, yeah. right? He's he's a guy that people are going to be like, oh, that guy. Right. He did Children of Man. I love that movie. You know, he did Gravity. That was awesome. So I'm going to watch this inst- this as well. You know, yeah. Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Coen Brothers. Yeah. But I feel like they didn't market that movie very well. And I know plenty of people who were like, oh man, I started watching Buster Scruggs and it was awesome. And then I found out it was the Coen Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I I don't know. I feel like people are taking bigger risks with like weird stuff like that on netflix and yeah hulu and amazon prime i think that's where the future of the mid-budget movie is yeah that's uh, true i hadn't even considered streaming as part of this conversation yeah i think that that's well because then you're more willing to go and take a risk on something because all you it's like i'm getting this for quote unquote free or yeah. not free i'm paying 10 bucks a month but it's already available to me now that's true you know so you're not taking a risk on something that's an unknown quantity as much then right now you're just like well i'm bored on a saturday so i'll watch something yeah I mean, not that most of this conversation is applied to Lego Movie at all. Right. But, but I think that it is in a larger sort context. Of. Well, it is in a larger context of, like, what's going on with Hollywood right now. Right. And to get back to one final reason why I think this movie's not doing so well, and it goes back to the timing issue. Um, how, to, how to Train Your Dragon 2 underperformed after mm-hmm. the first one. How to Train Your Dragon 2, I think, came out, like, it's like four or five years yeah. after the first one, too. Yeah. And... I think this goes back to what was the primary demographic of these movies? Kids. Kids. Especially boys. And probably like around that age range that we've been talking about, like six or seven mm. or eight or whatever. You're a very different person by the time you go and hit 13 or 14. Yes. 
you go and think that all that stuff that you liked as a kid was probably crap or right. immature or right. what, lame, whatever. Right. Which um, and the thing that sucks is like Lego Movie Two is addressing specifically that. addressing that. Yeah. Right. Because it's trying to grow yeah. up with its audience. Yeah. And they're they're they aren't going with it. Yeah, I, th- I think that the audience just is not going to get that. It's not even get to get to that point where they get to that premise because they're not seeing it. They're not interested yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I think about when I turned that age and I stopped watching like Disney movies around when I was like nine or ten or something like that. Like I stopped catching up on the Pixar movies. So there's actually like a big gap for mm-hmm. a while in my Pixar mm-hmm. knowledge because I just was like, okay, this is lame now. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's something that's a real problem. I think yeah. you're dealing with like a very fickle group of people who they're not going to stick with it. And then, the, the, that, yeah, that's true. Cause I guarantee you, and you know, we talked about the potential quality of Captain Marvel. Yeah. I think there is a certain group of kids, probably both genders that are like, you want to go see that Lego movie? And they're like, nah, man, like, let's just wait for Captain Marvel. Right. You know, like, I think there are like, like, preteen and teenage kids mm-hmm. in their early teens who are just like no man it's the superheroes now like it doesn't right. even matter yeah. whether that movie's going to be good or not they're and just like it's the superhero thing let's go see it also the five to seven year old kids also want to see those movies too right like it doesn't become lame now to like like that stuff right and obviously now there's people who are our age and beyond who right. who like superhero movies it's become socially acceptable to like like those things right forever which right. is a reversal from like 20 years ago or it was kind of childish to like some of this stuff. Right. But now I think it's okay to, okay to, you don't drop off of this anymore. Right. And so there's a bigger demographic of people who are going to see that than there is for um, a child's animated movie. That's true. That's, but like Incredibles, did, well, I guess it's a superhero thing, isn't it? Yeah. Plus, Parents of a certain generation were like, I liked this when I was a kid. Like, Yeah, there's there's also that element. Like, that, millennials are becoming parents now. Right, like, and well, so, there's such a big time gap between the first one and that one that, yeah. uh, the, par- that the parents of children who were seeing the second one could have conceivably been teenage-ish when they saw the first one. That's true, because there's a certain point yeah. late in your teens... Where it becomes cool again to like Not only stuff. does it become cool again, it's or the it's only nostalgic. thing you have to do on a Friday night. It's the only thing you have to do on a Friday night... And you're nostalgic about your past and you're trying to kind of tap back into it. Yeah. Because you're stressed out about college. Yes. <laughs> like, or you, your job. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Or what you're going to do after high school or, yeah. you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Because I remember, I, you know, like I said, there was a big, like, I don't, I'm not a SpongeBob kid because yeah, it yeah. hit as I was growing out of that mm. stuff. And it's not something I want to go back and revisit because my brain is still like, that's lame. Right. Even though, like, my niece and nephew grew up watching it. And, like, when I was watching them, that show would consistently, like, make me laugh on certain episodes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, I also remember one of the best nights, not best nights ever, but, like, one of the first nights I had where I felt like I was, like, becoming autonomous and, <laughs> pun not intended once we get there, oh, damn no. it, uh, where I was becoming autonomous and, like, Really like, oh, these are my friends that I go do things with and we can pick each other up now and go do things. Yeah. Because we went to go see Cars. Mm. That is not a movie for teenagers. No. I like that movie a lot more than most people like that movie. And I think it's because I have that memory attached to it. Yeah. Um, 
And so there, that did become like the, and that's what I, th- I think Cars might be the movie that like kept the ball, started the ball rolling again on me going, hey, that was fantastic. Like, what, what else is there? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think even, you know, when we did the Pixar episode of the Before and After show, before I went on my honeymoon, I was talking about how I don't like Toy Story 2 that much. And the other guys on the show were like, well, it's incredible. Uh, so you should watch it. And I rewatched it on the plane and I was like, oh yeah, that's way better than I remembered it being because Toy Story 2 came out when that stuff was lame. And that's when I saw it. And then I saw it as an adult who realizes that stuff isn't lame Mm -hmm. and was like, oh no, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. But you know what I've noticed is that I think there's a lot of people who are our age who love the first Toy Story. Me. (laughs) And then we dropped off with the second one because that was right around the turning point where we were like, this is lame. Because I haven't seen the second one since then, although I've... Red, some people going to say that it's actually better than the first one in some ways. I don't think it's better than the first yeah. one, but it's it's way better right. than I remember to be. Okay, so yeah, I need to give it a shot again. But then we got back on board with Toy Story 3, which is all about us, basically, <laughs> yeah. outgrowing our toys and moving, going to college or moving on with yeah. our lives and growing up, essentially. Yeah. And so it, that became cool again. I noticed a lot of other people around me who thought that that movie was great. Yeah. And it was it was like we jumped back into it again. Yeah. That's so, true. This movie did not hit, I think, a good time point. Yeah. For that. Yeah, I agree. Because even the like millennial parents that took their younger kids to see it, they're only gonna take like they don't have a nostalgia associated with the movie. Yeah. I think the first movie is a great movie. Yes. But I don't have like it's it didn't come out at a pivotal point in my life necessarily. Nope. Uh yeah, it's not even a movie I could say, like, my wife and I were, like, dating. Like, we were engaged yeah. at the time, so we were, like, planning our wedding. Like, that's not a particularly memorable time in a relationship, right? It's not like, oh, we saw it right after we got engaged, or we saw it on our one, one of our first dates, yeah. you know? And, and <laughs> actually, the movie that is that for me, uh, when I think about, like, oh, we were first dating, this is the movie we saw in theaters, is uh, still even... It's it's just it's Jurassic Park because we saw the 3D one. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. was the first movie we saw together. Yeah. Like when we started dating, and so that's super funny. It's a now good thing it wasn't uh, Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Yeah, oh, I think man. we would have got. I think we I would have broken up with her just because uh, on accident. Yeah, like it would just been like we're over. I'm mad. <laughs> uh, I've got stories about that one. What? <laughs> yeah, I'll, oh. tell you, I'll tell you later. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, um, so <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, don't get too excited. No, but... you know what though? Transformers Three was so bad that it ended one of my relationships. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, there's obviously it was a derailment. Uh, so yeah. yeah, but anyway, um, well, and also maybe just to come talk about something else that's gonna be a jo- a box office um, behemoth that we haven't talked about yet. Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah. Uh, where Pokemon went from being super freaking cool mm-hmm. when we were kids. Right. And then the the, the first animated movie I, I still think is the highest grossing animated movie um, in America. In America. Really? I think so. I think Broly is like third or fourth or something like huh. that. Don't I'm pretty sure about this. Um. Anyway. And then there's kind of a drop off with the second one and the right. third one. And they kind of, I think after like the third one and the fourth one, they stopped releasing them theatrically. Yes. Um, and in general, we kind of bounced off of Pokemon. We thought we began to think it was lame as a mm-hmm. generation, but now Pokemon's back. Yeah. And, and our generation is nostalgic about it. Mm-hmm. We have 
a new generation that loves it and mm-hmm. par- and we're, are, we're probably introducing our kids to it as yeah. well because our generation can have kids now right. um, <laughs> that, that are of the age that can watch it. Yeah. Um, so that I think also illustrates the cycle. And yeah. I, and people are primed now to go and watch like a Hollywood take off the, well, off of this. And that's the thing, right? Like I, there was a very small double digit number of people in my theater. Yeah. And that detective Pikachu movie or trailer brought the house down. Yeah. Like it obliterated that theater. People movie. like shush each other when they see that trailer. Yeah. There were audible reactions after it was yeah. over. Like there was like, it, there was, it was electric. Like people yeah. buzzed about it after. Right. Like it was just like, Oh man, that looks crazy good. Like, mm-hmm. You know? And I think part of it is like that premise is so stupid that it shouldn't work. And then you see that they made it work and you're like, how the hell? Yeah. But <laughs> you know, there was just, there was this electricity in the air Pun not intended. Oh, oh my god! I promise this is not on purpose. <laughs> um, but there's this electricity in the air a- after that mo- that trailer shows where it's just like, whoa, that's gonna be something else. Like that looks weird and funny, and like the characters look cool, and like I remember. <sighs> wanting that to be my life when i was a kid yeah and the kids are like i just learned what this is yeah. and now i really want to see that version of it mm-hmm. yep yeah i didn't think about that that movie is gonna make so much money it's ridiculous yeah it's gonna be insane mm-hmm. it's gonna be insane yep i i re- legit feel like people are underestimating how much money that movie is gonna make yeah Based on how I've seen, based on what I've seen, mm-mm, I think. Isn't Aladdin the one that's coming out around that time? Um, Aladdin's coming out Memorial Day weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when Detective Pikachu is coming out. Um, it's coming out two weeks before, so it's coming out May 10th. I think that. Pikachu can have an effect on Aladdin. I think Pikachu is going to have an effect on Avengers. Yeah. Okay. It might. It might. Because Avengers is end of April, right? Yeah. I think that's going to be the one that knocks it out. Yeah. I'll call it right now. I think I, so. I, think so. I yep. agree with you. Yep. So, I... This went a different direction than I thought, mm-hmm. but it was kind of an interesting conversation about the machinations of uh, just like almost the meta narrative, which I think is in the spirit of the Lego movie. Yeah. Um, well, and it's also a good preview to 2019 in yeah, general, which that's we true. haven't had a chance to really address. Yeah, so. that's true. I think on the whole, movies look more promising in the blockbuster sphere. I liked a lot of indie movies last year. Uh-huh. I didn't like a lot of like studio movies yeah, last year. Last year was real bad. Yep. <laughs> in um, my opinion. Yeah. Uh I think the indie space did really well. And I think there were some gems last year as far as like uh you know, Mission Impossible Fallout and uh Spider Verse and you know, yeah. Infinity War was great. No, obviously. yeah, we, we had some good times on there, but there's a reason why things kind of dried up <laughs> toward the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was hard to find stuff to talk about that people saw. But like Upgrade was awesome, Overlord was awesome. Yeah. Uh, like seek those movies out. Buster Scruggs was great. You know, those kind of movies did do very well. I mm-hmm. were very good last year. Yeah. In my opinion, but they didn't, they had trouble finding audiences. Yeah. Um, this year I think looks more promising with studio movies. Yeah. But I'm not sure they're going to make that much money outside of these superhero things and maybe the Star Wars. Yeah. We'll see. And Pikachu. And Pikachu. And Pikachu. 
Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. I don't know how well Godzilla's gonna do. It's yeah. opening against Aladdin. I think I think Godzilla is going to do well internationally. Oh yeah. Um, here in the U.S., I don't know how the first quote unquote first one, <laughs> the first of the reboot ones, is going to be uh, or has been received over time. Yeah, I remember people liking it, and slowly I feel the conversation has turned against it, and they're just like. There wasn't enough Godzilla in this. Yeah, like, but this trailer boring. seems like it's. It, this one seems like it's correcting for that. <laughs> yeah, by um, a lot. By a lot, and it seems like it's good too. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that Fast and Furious spinoff does. People seem excited about it. Yeah. For some reason, it looks real bad, but people seem to think it doesn't look real bad. People will see the Rock and and Jason Statham interact. I yeah, think, I think that's what they're going for yeah the rock can sell a movie man yeah he can't unless it's skyscraper did that underperform that underperformed okay but that makes sense well international but rampage did, okay. did really well but rampage did well and jumanji did well yeah so it's still on balance he can sell a movie probably better than anyone else can and yeah just on a name alone better than tom cruise even now yeah he proved that last year yeah um i also think that that The Rock and Statham are pretty much the only things working still in the Fast and Furious franchise. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's still some love for the Fast and Furious franchise, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I think that it'll get translated over to these movies. Yeah, I think, well, I think with the return of Justin Lin next year, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. I think the jury's still out on that. Because I think he is also something that still works. Because even though he took a break from Fast and Furious, like yeah. he made Star Trek, Trek Beyond, Beyond and that movie's great. great. Yep. Uh, so I think... It, with him coming back, he can make those work again to kind of finish off stronger than they have been the last couple installments. Because yeah. obviously Paul Walker has been a missing element, but I think he really has been too. Yes. Um. So, yeah, we'll see how that ultimately plays out. Another WB franchise. Yeah. No. Oh, wait. Fast and Furious? Oh, Universal. it's Universal. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. I get confused with that because Harry Potter is in universal but they're a wb franchise right yeah that, so that's that is weird yeah i always get confused on that yeah i always assume like if i'm like oh it's in universal it's a wb property uh -huh. but that's not the case at all yeah because even well the simpsons are at universal and that's fox right and uh, universal Studios florida has like that marvel island or whatever. oh yeah but that's like just a remnant of they had a contract from the 90s that yeah continues yeah, yeah, on yeah. To today that's true yeah yeah, those those kind of things with studios and theme parks are weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's yeah. Did you have anything to say about Lego Movie Two? I think we covered it. It's a two hour podcast. It was good. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> go see it. It's take support the, it. Yeah. It's it's worth seeing. I think, and it'll make your kids play. I think. I think but, it'll be better than Captain Marvel. So take I think so to too. That. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yep. For sure. Um. But Captain Marvel doesn't need to be marketed or good <laughs> for people no. to see it. No, the machine continues onward. With yeah, onslaught. Yeah, that sounds cynical, but I, you know, honestly, at this point, they've earned a misfire. I think it sucks that it's probably going to be so close to the Infinity War conclusion. Yeah, but I, I think it'll ultimately be kind of bulletproof. If she sucks though, and she's pivotal to Endgame, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. 
Then again, I didn't think Doctor Strange was that good in his own movie, but then the he Russo was awesome brothers, in Infinity War. Yeah, the Russo brothers made him freaking sweet. Yeah, in Infinity War. Yeah. So maybe they can just work magic off of turds. I don't. know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Rolling in the wind. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you, you were being like the pun master. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Punnymon. So. <laughs> it's true that movie did a number on me man a musical number hey there it is yeah, yeah, there you go uh yeah listen to the soundtrack that's the last thing i want to say i think it's we can call it right now i think one of those songs is winning the oscar next year i can see it i can see it i'm not sure i don't know of a movie that's coming out this year that will have a better song than like three or four of the ones from this movie it's hard to see right now yeah I don't super know about any musicals coming up. Like, I know Aladdin's going to have songs. Mm-hmm. And I know Lion King's going to have songs. I don't think any of them are going to be better than that freaking I'm Not Evil song. No. Yeah, you have Tiffany Haddish go on stage at the Oscars and perform that song. Dude. Yep. Be cool. Yep. All right. Uh, that's it. Uh, March 4th? Let's talk about this. March 2nd at the Bakersfield Fox Theater. Mm. Um, they are showing Back to the Future for free with an asterisk in that uh, it is a fundraiser, yeah. actually. So they're not charging anything for the tickets, but they are asking that you donate whatever amount you can to help save their neon sign. Um, they have this really cool clock tower at the top of it. Uh, not a paid promotion, by the way. We are doing this because we partner with them and we're just helping them out. Yep. Um, they have this really cool clock tower that has this neon on it. And they're trying to, to get it to uh, its former glory, because right now... Um, it says ox. It says ox from a certain angle. I think it says it's foe from a certain angle. So yeah. they're just trying to get it to a spot where it'll just say fox and all the numbers and the frame around the clock will light up. Yeah. Um, so March 2nd, I don't remember what time. It's a Saturday. I think it's in the afternoon, like 1 or 2, maybe even noon. Um, they're doing that. Uh, and they're doing Back to the Future because it's sort of a save the clock tower thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're entering that, but we can talk to Matt about it. I almost yeah. don't. I think we should go. Yeah. If we can. I agree. But I don't think we should enter it because I want them to sell the clock tower to yeah. people. Uh, friend of the podcast, I think Ariel Dyer is going to be cosplaying and handing out Save the Fox Tower uh, oh, flyers as the Save the Clock Tower yeah. woman. Um, I know she has the costume. Uh, so, and I think she's planning on, on doing that. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a, yeah, it's going to be a great Scott time and, uh, you should do that. And then two days after that, March 4th, they're showing Tombstone at the Fox Theater and we're definitely introducing that. Tombstone is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's so badass. Uh, that is actually, you know what? Uh, that is the movie that that gave me a teenage MJ his Rex Danger vest in Doc <laughs> Holiday and Wyatt Earp in that movie, and I do not emulate those men in either in any way, shape, or form. You haven't had any shootouts yet. No, I For have not. Shame. No, I have not. Um, but I mean, it's kind of like the the line Rex had of like, "I'm nothing like those guys," but he's still pretty great. Yeah. Uh, that movie's. Uh, Man, it's so dope. Um, it's super watchable. We're definitely going to be introing it, mm-hmm. and I'm staying for the whole thing. 
And I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah, I, man, I haven't seen that movie in a theater ever. I've seen that movie like 20 times and I've never seen it in the theater. So I'm super looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, Corey Tindall will be on the show soon-ish. Yeah. Uh, He'll be in town. So that'll be cool. Um, Will that that be for Captain Marvel times? I don't know. I need to call him this week, actually. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I gotta gotta text him. I meant to text him today and I forgot. Okay. Um, I'll text him tomorrow and, and see. Because I, I want to get on the phone with him and plan everything out before. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a cool return. Uh, we're also... Part of the reason we're going to talk is because of formative filmography. Several people have asked me about it. Um, really well received. I just am a piece of crap. Like, that. I don't have any real, real reason why it hasn't existed past the first episode. Other than I just didn't do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We'll, we'll hopefully updates on that soon. It's something I want to keep going. Uh, 2019. Thank you guys for listening. I really want to make a concerted, concerted effort to bring you guys more stuff this year. Uh, I think we kind of slacked off in 2018. Some health stuff in the middle of the year that just threw my game off. So, uh, 2019, we're back. I think I- I'm pretty excited about this year. We scheduled out through most of summer, mm-hmm. I think. Um, uh yeah if you listen let us know because it's it's kind of seems like we're shouting into the void sometimes uh but (laughs) every now and then we get uh 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 listener uh letting us know they're listening Uh, did you see a post from a friend of the show the other night i will let them remain anonymous Mm, no i think it was written privately on my facebook wall oh uh but the person's in law enforcement Mm -hmm. and they were uh driving around listening to the show with a perp in the backseat hell yeah which I think is hilarious. Whatever it takes to increase an audience. Yo, man. I wrote this whole narrative in my brain of that person, like, getting into the show mm. and, like, seeking out the show after they get out. Uh, I talk, just... Talking about how to reform their life. It, not, no, not even that. Oh. Like, I even if they went back and started doing crime while still <laughs> listening to the podcast, that would be hilarious. It'd be ironic, for sure. Uh... Well, hopefully he doesn't get inspired by the parts where you talked about killing babies, (laughs) killing children being cool. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this person wrote on my timeline and they were like, yeah, I'm uh, listening to the show and I got a perp in the backseat right now. So you got two listeners right now. (laughs) Uh, Yep. That makes a total of like four. Yep. I'm kidding. Yep. Um, So, yes. Uh... Guests you like will be back. Missy is coming on again uh, soon. Uh, nobody listened to her episode, but the people that did really gave me good feedback on her. So she'll be back for sure. Corey will be back. So she'll be back to go and combat our toxic masculinity. Uh, she will be on for Captain Marvel because we felt so bad. It was such a good episode uh-huh. uh, that we had on First Man. And she was such a great guest. That we felt like we had to have her on for something people will see. Yeah. Um, so she will be on for Captain Marvel, which which will be nice because she I like the way she thinks about this kind of stuff. And uh, it was kind of a shame that it was she was on for a movie nobody saw. <laughs> um, so that one we're guaranteed uh, people to have seen. Um, 
Hannah and Bean will be back. I want them on at least once a year, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's not for a Harry Potter thing. They're great. Uh, that was yep. that's my favorite episode of the podcast we've ever done. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, so yeah, it'll be it'll be. I'm really excited about 2019 in the podcast and where it's going. I'm gonna try to do more stuff in the time in the time between. Um, maybe solo stuff. I haven't really figured that out. I've been logging my movies a lot better this year, so I might do uh, almost like a weekly what I've been watching maybe 10, 15 minute show uh, that's rough and unedited. It's something I've always wanted to do. Let me know if you guys would be into that. Um, I don't know, man. The last wasn't there for solo. What? Oh, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Just catching up on the puns, man. Hey, well, free solo, which is what the podcast would be, got nominated Uh, for best documentary at the Oscars this year. So too bad. No one's going to see that, uh, that movie or that award get uh, presented. Actually, that's not true. Uh, they are presenting best documentary on the air, but not best cinematography or editing. Wait, what? Yeah, they're. Did you hear about that? I didn't hear that portion of it. So, did you hear that they're going to be giving away awards during commercials? Yeah, I knew that. Okay, so yeah, cinematography and editing are two of the four awards that are getting given away. The thing that makes movies movies. Eh, not important. Not important. Uh, As so, someone who dabbles in both of those things, I am super offended right well, now. Well, like, Guillermo del Toro tweeted, like, those are the two things that make cinema cinema. The rest are from, like, literary and artistic backgrounds. Or stage backgrounds. Like, those are the two things that are unique to this art form and only this art form. Why are you giving away those awards during a commercial? But those aren't the Black Panther things. So, guys, skip that crap and get to the popular stuff. Um, What else are they? Oh, they were only going to do uh, performances of Shallow and the Black Panther Kendrick Lamar song. <sighs> Which is like, okay, well, I know what the favorites are now. Yeah, they seem to, like, make the wrong cuts everywhere. Yeah. Also, with no host, why can't they give out all the awards? Yeah. Presumably all the dumb bits are going away. Right. <sighs> and so people complained enough about them only doing the two musical performances. Yeah. That they're going to have all five of them. Okay. Which is nice. It's... it's In a medley. <laughs> 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 it's it's like a nice sentiment but it's also like well you clearly told us it's come down to shallow and the black panther song yeah like th- there's right. no like anyone who was holding out hope for when a cowboy trades his first for wings from buster scruggs mm-hmm. uh the no point nope now nope they didn't even nominate the best song from a star is born agreed <laughs> yeah <laughs> Clearly, the the shitty pop phase of Gaga in in a star is yeah born. That's, yeah. That's what the are you? What, yeah. What are you? What is your ass doing in a pair of jeans like that? Yeah, that song's a bop. Man. <laughs> <laughs> are you being ironic about that? I might have listened to it unironically. A I, you know times. what? I haven't heard it outside of the context of the movie. So, and yeah. it's not in the movie very much. So, it could be. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking I'll always remember us this way. No, but whatever. I, Heal Me was pretty good, too. That one. Yep. All right. Shut up. Music to my eyes. Yep. I hate that stupid song from that movie. <laughs> the good news is they didn't nominate the worst song from that movie, which is Music to My Eyes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, happy 2019. It's Ooh. kind of a supersized podcast because we haven't gotten around the mic in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... 
uh, have fun with that. This will be edited, I'm sure, but I'm not sure how heavily. Um, I think it was good. I think it was good. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. We'll be back to talk about something. I don't know what we, we want to let us know what movies you want us to cover. It, please. Yeah. Be, like, and don't be stupid about it. Like, don't be like, oh, the worst ones or whatever. <laughs> like, like, let us know legit what you want to hear us talk about. And I know it's fun to hear us talk about bad movies because we get upset. Um, but we, ha- we, we have built that into the schedule. Like, we're doing a podcast on Aladdin, I think. Yeah. I, I almost feel like we have to with this. We're going to do a podcast on Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let us, if there's something you want, like, let us know. Maybe 2019 is the year we finally get a Patreon and you can have more of a say in what we see for the show. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know if you would donate to a Patreon. Just, Involve yourself with us more because we want to we want to release stuff you guys want to listen to. And so uh, it's better when you guys let us know that you will listen to certain things because sometimes it stabs in the dark like this or First Man, which I thought would have done better, but didn't, uh, you know, and I'm not saying we'll get to every single request or anything. And sometimes there will be like a Suspiria choice where it's just like something I wanted to talk about with a friend. And I just, I wanted to talk about that movie with Ariel. Um, you know, and, and we'll try to hit a balance of, you know, what you guys want to see and what we want to do to keep it fresh and exciting for us. But mm-hmm. if you guys really like, you know, maybe we could implement some sort of contest or something. We'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah. And, um, I, hey, I'm I'm gonna pitch to the audience because MJ seems skeptical. I want the people versus the last Jedi. I want that. So the only reason I <laughs> seem skeptical about that is because I don't love that movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't hate it. So yeah. it would, I almost feel like it would be half-assed on my end. Where I'm like, oh, that was pretty good, which is how the show went, <laughs> yeah. and I feel bad about that. But like, that's how I felt about the movie. I was just like, yeah, it was fine. I don't know. I didn't have any strong opinions about it either way. And apparently I'm the only one. The people rest. Like, (laughs) so, I mean, I I will watch it again and reconsider, but like, if I don't have a strong reaction to it, or if I do hate it, like, I'm not going to be disingenuous on the show either. Right. No, I agree. Um, so it's something we can do. I think it'd be interesting to go and, revisit that conversation because i felt like i wasn't in a i feel like this is a peek behind the curtain uh i felt like there was so much of the conversation was so intense when we did the podcast yeah that i got a little overwhelmed by it Uh like i was just like whoa what's happening like everyone calm down like (laughs) as someone who just thought it was okay like what what's happening it felt like donald glover walking in the room that's on fire with all the pizza yeah you know what i'm talking yeah, about no, like I'm talking about yeah from community yeah, yeah that's what it felt like as someone who was very down the middle on the movie yeah um and so i just felt like ill prepared to have the conversations that were happening around that movie yeah because of how intense everything got and how fast that happened yeah it was it was a lot all at once for someone who was like um it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, right, right. As someone who was like, yeah. It was just like, what are you? Right. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Who's a what now? Yeah. Like, yeah. what are we calling? Why are... It's his birthday. Don't threaten to kill him. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but MJ, 
he created he committed a war crime. <laughs> sure, on, bro. Sure. And then there was like the the guys that were like we we feel like we can secure funds to remake the movie, and I was like, what are you guys doing? Like a what, service of society. What are you doing? And then there was just like people on the pro Star Wars side that were like man babies, and I was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> it was it was a weird time to be in the middle. I'll yeah. I'll put it that way. Like it got it shit got weird. Yeah, it got weird. Yeah, it was like everyone. Whoa, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) It was like the savages song of Pocahontas, where the two sides are talking about how the other sides are like just like complete like savages, and they're going to war with each other, and you're like Pocahontas trying to stop it. (laughs) Sure. Did you just call me Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> I think you're more Native American than she is, probably. I mean, I'm Mexican, so yes. yes. I'm half Mexican, so yes. Yes, yes. yes I am. Yes. Uh, by default, kind of. Yes. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that's my trepidation with doing that is like, I was very down the middle with the movie and did want to see it again. But once again, it got so intense that I was like, I need a break. Yeah. And I don't feel strongly about this movie. Yeah. And I haven't revisited it since. And uh, if I do and I have a stronger reaction, like, I'm more than happy to do it. But if I don't, I just, right. like, it's pretty good isn't, it's pretty good versus that's the worst is not, like, that's not interesting, really. You know what I mean? No, I totally get it. Do you? Totally get like, it. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and the people I know who loved the movie yeah. are not people who want to be on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's okay, they're afraid. I get it. But y- yes. I, I but, would be too. <laughs> For a different reason than you're thinking. I know, I know. Um, yeah, they, they, they are people who I think would be good on the show. Not necessarily for yeah, that. Yeah. I think they wouldn't be good at that. But uh, I've tried to get them on the show and they have been like, no, nah, I have. It, you know, it, I, I am not going to do that. It's hard to go and defend war crimes. I know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, oh, man. Uh, Star War Crimes. Yeah. 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 There it is. There we go. There we go. Um, but yeah, this got weird uh, as well. But yeah, let us know if you want more stuff like that. And it doesn't just have to be about Last Jedi. I feel like we talk about that movie too much sometimes. But oh, Agreed. Uh, I, I was, <laughs> yeah, I just brought it up facetiously. Uh, but uh, if there is like another movie you want, like, uh, I think it'd be cool to do like some 20 year or 10 year revisits. Uh, you know, Matrix turned 20 this year. Mm. Um, I think it'd be interesting to talk about those movies um, because that that was like a thing, man. Like those movies were huge. Yeah. And so they, they weren't. weren't. <laughs> um, and that was like, that was kind of fascinating. Uh, what, I mean, there's a ton of movies turning 20 this year. 99 was like a crazy year. Hell, even Phantom Menace is 20 this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fight Club is 20 this year, which is, that would be cool because that was the first episode of the show. Oh, yeah. That was the very first episode of the show where I did it by myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, American Beauty. (laughs) Nah, we're we're good. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're good. I'm not a fan of American Beauty. Even outside of Kevin Spacey. uh, And and him being a gross person. Um, It's not a good movie. No. But there's, I know there's some other like crazy landmark movies during 20 this year that I think would be cool to talk about. Yeah. or even 10. I don't remember what 2009 
People were talking about like 2009 was a crazy good year for movies, but I don't remember that. Disagree. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that either. Like people were like 2009's the best year of the new millennium so far for movies, and I was like 2008 would like a word with you. Right. I'd say even 2007 if you're like counting there will be blood and oh well, I don't know like, No Country. I, no Country, sorry. I always get the, It's the weirdest thing. I really like No Country, but sometimes I call it there will be blood. And the other one, No Country. So, Oh, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, they're very similar movies, yeah. I think. <laughs> and they filmed, like, right down the road from each other. Right. Um, so that makes that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Let us know what you would like uh, to see. Because we want to... We don't want to cater the show specifically to you. This is still something we're doing. Mm-hmm. But we also want to give you guys what you want to hear sometimes. Sometimes. Um, but yeah, uh, let us know. Happy 2019, even though it's two months into the year. Um, two and a half, or a month and a half, I guess. Um, I'm going to try to get better about releasing these. I have a better way of editing now. So uh, this should be up sooner than you're used to. Um, yeah, I just... 2019, I think, will be good. I don't know. Do you have anything to say about the upcoming year, Mike? Look forward to our movie that we all made. Oh, That's yeah. coming out. And probably a podcast, I would imagine, on it afterwards. Yeah. Talking yeah, about yeah. filmmaking and yep. writing and all that. Yeah, that'll be a thing. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. All right. Uh, until next time, we're the bad guys who made you listen to this for two hours and 15 minutes. But we're not But we're not evil. We're not. Hey, this podcast wasn't as long as Aquaman. So go see the Lego movie, too.